0: Welcome to Snakebite Podcast number 23. Who out there has seen the new Jimmy LeVan documentary, Go Fast Pull Up, that the guys over at Props put together? Well, I don't know if guys, but Chris Rye. It's awesome. Uh, if, you, if you guys haven't seen it, you're seriously blowing it. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy's story is awesome. The video is awesome. And if you haven't seen it, head over to digbmx.com and click on the store part of the page And get yourself a copy. It comes in Blu-ray and DVD and comes with an awesome book that just kind of covers everything they talk about in the documentary with awesome, awesome photography and some of Jimmy's bikes and everything. So go get yourself a copy. It's amazing. Um, today's podcast is with Casey Badger, uh, the master of X-Ups and, uh, on his BMX and casting arcs while fly fishing. Uh, we sit down and we kind of cover his early, early days in the Arizona scene, uh, riding travels, uh, his time with kink bikes, and, and the ever so fun mountain bike versus BMX bike debate. Um, and, and fly fishing. There's a lot of guys that want to know about fly fishing. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one guys. All right, here we go. How long you've lived here for what? Four and a half years and five years.
1: Oh no, five years may. Yeah, yeah, it's always weird. Right? Now. It's, it's like this week.
0: Five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. Right? That's crazy. I'm just amazed you've even lived here that long because you did the skipping back and forth. I'll stay. <laughs> I I was would do that now if I could afford it. You don't think it AZ's getting too hot?
1: No, I would leave AZ when it's hot. I would be I would be here from just like I was back in the day. I would be here from fucking May first until or maybe April first. April first to fucking October fifteenth. I would know, be an AZ the rest of the time. Would hmm. be fucking sick. I would just be seventy-five degree year
0: rounder. Hmm. Sunbird. <laughs> yeah, Stu always is like, I just want to get a house in Portland and a house in Austin. That would be great. And then go, go back town. and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Like when you first started coming up here, what made you kind of what? What brought you up to Portland the first time? Arizona, because you were always like super kind of AZ guy. What what didn't keep you, or did you live in LA for a hot minute? Mm, after right
1: after I lived here though in the summers. So the reason that I originally started coming up here was that Travis Gardner, who was good friends with Rancher from San Diego, Travis just I don't know this for real, but I think he just moved up here on like a whim. Like they all came up here on a he San came up, Diego BMX trip, right? Yeah. Like, and then he loved it, so he, like, went home and then moved up here. Like, so he was the first person that I knew that lived here, you know, like, that I knew knew. Yeah. I'm like, obviously, I knew who you were. I knew who a bunch of people that lived up here were, just from bike stuff, but...
0: So then Ryan followed him up here, and so yeah. when Ryan followed
1: him up here, he's like, dude, you should come up here. And, and so, but
0: most people don't know Ryan lived in Oregon. Right. Until oh, yeah. he was, like, right. about a junior in high so school. So he was like, Ryan's like, I'm gonna fucking move from the East Coast to Portland, he's like,
1: come out, you know? And he was like, come out for the summer. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we'll just, like, split rent right in the house. It'll be super cheap. He's like, Portland's super cheap.
0: Yeah, it was And I was, was like... That was Hot Moose House, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I was like 21... No, I not know if I was 21. Yeah, I was 21. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh,
1: shit. So oh, I was oh, like... Well, I was all like, you know, like... You know, one of my first summers of college. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going. You know, yeah. like... My, I remember, like, I had a long-term girlfriend at the time who I had been with her for, like, four or five years, and I was like, I'm moving to Portland for the summer. He's like, you know what you would do as a 21-year-old? Yeah. she's like, well, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. See you in fucking October. You know, like... Mm-mm. Yeah. I, but she, like, came up here with me, and then basically just... I remember, like, i come into the Hot Moose house, and I, like, met everybody at Chopsticks. Ryan sent me the... the the address to where I saw so it. Chopsticks
0: was like the bar. Right yeah, there, yeah. Like.
1: Chopsticks was the neighborhood bar that we all went to. It was a shitty karaoke bar. That How can be? Chinese food. And it was just like, we had a couple BMX houses in the neighborhood and everybody went there every night. It was the worst fucking bar ever, but it was the bar that we all went to, you know? Like it was just the whatever reason made a cool bar a cool bar that just happened to be hot at the time, you know? Yeah. And so I pull up and I'm like, oh, he sent me to the bar? cool <laughs> so we get out of the car we go to the bar and i'm like oh it's got a pool table or, like people's in Like, yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah i remember like went down i ate a grilled cheese sandwich at a chinese food restaurant because i wasn't trying to fuck with chinese i've Those eaten the in chinese there. food there that's crazy it's okay all right and then i remember, like i was like so where do we live you know and he's like oh we live down the street you're going to, like, live in the basement. And I'm, I'm an Arizona kid. I've never seen a basement before in my life. You do have basements like, in Arizona? No, fuck no. The ground's too hard. There's a there's a level, there's a layer called caliche, which is like a clay level. So when they when they build houses or they make pools, they have to dynamite it in some cases. What? Depending on where it's at. Side okay. Floor. You used to run into it, the trails. You'd be, like, digging, and then all of a sudden you would just hit this layer. So, like, all the pits in between the jumps could only be a certain depth, depending on where they were in the trails. You'd just start breaking shovels. Really? oh shit sucked okay <laughs> but so yeah i remember like we ended up going to the house and he's like yeah you're living in the basement and i was like fuck yeah basement so i go down into the Spiders. basement. yeah <laughs> it's like a fucking half finished basement there was a room behind my bed called the aids room which was like just a hole in the wall that was just like a dirt lot no i remember you know? it yeah and, and we were like being because we we're like dude we can put a bowl in there and, like <laughs> four foot ceiling never gonna fucking happen so I remember I, like, built a barricade around the fucking AIDS room so nothing could get out. But I just, like, went to Goodwill the next day, like, bought a fucking mattress, plopped it down oh. on the ground. Yeah, it was, like, the gnarly oh.
2: shit escrow. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: remember my, my girlfriend at the time was, like, this semi-rich fucking Scottsdale girl. And she was, like, you're going to live in this? You're, like, I'm moving to Portland. I'm getting that whole <laughs> yeah. Portland experience. Yeah. She's, like, you're going to live here? Cool, I'll see you when you get back, maybe. You know, like that. Remember the talk of like, maybe I'll see you when you get back. And I'm like, okay.
0: Well, maybe that's the end. I yeah, don't know. Who all lived in the Hot Moose house? Because there was like you. Yeah. K- did Ken live there the whole time? Ken no. Haganally? So the
1: first summer when I moved in, so this story was me, Ryan Scher, Ryan Mills lived downstairs in the basement. Upstairs was Jordan Huffnagel.
0: Shot? Uh, Did Sexton live there that summer, or was that the next I summer? Been there for a couple of weeks. Um, who else is upstairs? There's only two rooms upstairs. Oh, Travis Gardner. Travis
1: lived upstairs in the house at this. Okay, place. and then Ryan <laughs> Ryan had his room. No, he was in the basement the first year. Okay, and then someone else was upstairs. That I, I think Jordan had the one of the rooms. I don't know. There was someone else. There was like six, seven people total the first summer. The yeah. well, next summer, Travis moved into the backyard... He lived in a tent. tent
0: and, and the we, tent was... I remember the tent was see-through, and you'd walk back there, and you'd be stay on the porch, and you'd look down and be sleeping in, like, tidy whities <laughs> And you'd be like, dude... And he had, yeah. like, extension cords all ran out to his tent like yeah. a hobo. Yeah.
1: He, he kind of made a transition in the middle of that summer because he lived in, like, this weird little front room which was, like, an office space that didn't have doors for a little bit. Enough, oh, yeah, here. yeah, he yeah, had the bed there. Right, and he wanted some, like, privacy... I think Which I don't blame him There was fucking Eight people in the room Or nine people In the house at that time So He moved to the backyard Uh We had Jordan was still there Hucky had moved in Uh We had this dude We called him The dude on the couch I can't even remember His fucking name right now But he's one of Jordan's friends From Oh From Indiana The
0: dude The dreads And the beard No dreads No no dreads Okay Long haired.
1: Fuck what was his name I can't He had crazy Indiana Redneck accent Dude was super nice, but the premise of his thing is he's like he was coming out to visit Jordan for like a couple days. Yeah. He was there the whole time I was there. He was there for four months. <laughs> you know? Like, just and I feel like Portland
0: at that was time. Was he there so I lived on the couch. Was that the summer I lived? I think he lived on the couch the third year. Oh, was there three years? Yeah, yeah. A couple years before that. So
1: Boyd, the second summer. And if you don't think, know who
0: Boyd is, that's Josh Cornell. Yeah, Cornell, he from moved in Ohio. on the same
1: thing is that. Aaron Nardi was on a road trip from California to here to shoot some... And I remember Boyd was with him. Yeah, but he just, like, picked up Boyd. Like, he's like, hey, do you want to go on a road trip? And Boyd's like, yeah, I'm in California, randomly, staying in his brother's house. He's like, I don't really live anywhere. And so we came up, and I remember we went down to Southern Oregon to ride Talent and Grant's Pass and that stuff, so we met them down there. And I was like, I hadn't seen... I knew Boyd randomly, because he used to come to Arizona... When and he was I,
0: like on Huffy or something? Yeah, I met him when he was on Huffy. And I was like,
1: dude, this dude's the
0: best. And he like... I just remember when he showed up, he he was riding in diesel shoes. <laughs> like diesel brand... Do you remember him wearing those? Diesel brand shoes? Like yeah. you'd, it'd be like normal BMXer look. And then you look down and dude's got like... Boy, did it have diesel shoes on. I'm like... But he's like full neck tat, like head... The scariest looking motherfucker. Yeah, and I, I, was, I was like... like, like the, what's up with... Why... Why don't you have like some at- etnies or, or vans on? Like you got yeah. diesel shoes, right? You ride the trails in diesels. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's killing
1: it. <laughs> he came up and he was just like the same as. as he's like, he's like, I'm not fucking going home. He's like, this is the best.
2: Yeah, because well, it was so like, cheap then.
1: Yeah, it was super cheap. We had eight people living at the house. We'll just say eight is a you know it could have been ten, it could have been six. It varied it, from yeah. week to week. My rent was eighty dollars a month. Like I, I remember think... paying eighty bucks to Ryan. Like here's eighty
0: bucks. I Here's think I think I paid when I lived on the couch. Yeah, when I'd have to peel myself off the white <laughs> couch every hot summer morning. Uh, I think I paid eighty dollars too. Perfect. It was
1: just the golden yeah. rate right in there. If you had a room or not, eighty bucks. But yeah, it was like it was the it was like the best. Looking back, it was the best thing ever. But there's no fucking way I could do it now. You know? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Living in a house with eight people, but at the time it was like yeah, our rent was eighty bucks. No matter how much money we made We could figure out how to get 80 bucks mm-hmm. You know like No matter what you did Boyd had the fucking Oregon Trail card And so we would go grocery shopping On his fucking food stamps basically mm-hmm. I would trade him beer for steaks Like literally I would give him a 40 for a steak Cause you couldn't buy alcohol With the Oregon Trail
0: Oh that's true yeah. <laughs> I was like eating
1: like a cane for fucking
0: 2 bucks Here let's uh That chair I know somebody's gonna say oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say something about I'll that move. Let's switch <laughs> I just, dude. I know some kid. When we did that Aaron Ross one, there was like some weird gong noise in the background, and some kids would be like, "What's this noise?" Like, like they they think I'm like, you know, I am in here with mics and like, you know, they're watching they're, yeah, they're watching too much Joe Rogan or something.
1: Setup in here, dude. Yeah,
0: it's pretty professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was
1: cool. I mean, that those days were the best. It was like summer camp with being. It was like I never went to Woodward. So it was like it was almost like adult Woodward. Like we all lived in one fucking house. All we did was we'd wake up every morning, we'd look outside to see if it was raining, and if it
0: wasn't, we. Well, it doesn't really rain here in the summer. Right. right, but I mean in the in the beginning, like in May. Yeah, was, yeah, you, you get know, those, like, those few days where you right. have a couple of hard hard rain days. And
1: so we'd go and be like, "What time is it?" And if it was before noon, we'd go to Westland, which that was is amazing. Yes, yeah, when you couldn't go to Westland whenever you wanted, and then we would like backtrack our way and we. Oregon City. Yeah, Oregon City. And then Tiger wasn't made yet, but then we'd figure out. Even even fucking
0: Glenhaven wasn't there until like the last. Okay, year where I would we It'd be like Westland, Burnside, Oregon. Grotto. Oh, yeah, the grotto. That was probably the best years of the grotto right then. The grotto trails. Mm, grotto was pretty shitty the first couple years they came up. I remember like
1: that was another romantic notion that is. I was like, oh, there's fucking trails up the street. I'll go. Yeah, I'll the, go- I mean, that was the sickest thing. Is there was trails right. in the city, you know? Right. And I remember, like, I went and I redid, like, the whole main line, and they were never good at that point, but they were, like, better than they were when I yeah. got there, and I remember I was like, ah, that's cool, it's like a local spot, you know, yeah. like, and, and then I got the invite to fucking Salem on the
0: weekends, basically, you know? yeah. so I'm like, I got this spot during the week, and, and that's then when, I would get but the but spot. That was, like, the tail end, uh, when Salem was really, oh, it, was fucking. it was, that was, like, when it was, like, it's the
1: peak of so Yeah, trails. I'd never seen anything like that. Like, I remember walking and then, like, putting my bike over the fence and, like, just seeing, like, the first lip in downhill, and I was like, holy fuck. They were big. Man. I was like, damn, dude, real life just came in. I'm like, every jump that I've ridden until then was, like, it was a fucking contest jump, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, damn, this is real trails. Like,
0: even, even when I went to the East Coast, like, Really? Yeah, I mean, it, with the exception, except so you know, I've like, never been to the East Coast Trail, so I'm, I only have like, say, you know, the Solan trails and like some of the Washington trails for me to go off, and you know, and the Cali trails. Yeah,
1: like I just the, the difference between Salem and in, in like, you know, at that point I hadn't ridden Posh. Posh was flooded both times that I went to ride it before I had gone on, you know, this this trip to Salem. But like Minersville, still one of the, the best fucking trail spots I've ever seen, but yeah. it was different than Salem.
0: Like Salem, Solim was like. What were the differences? Just I mean, I know every trail's got its differences with the way people set them up, but like just like they're they worked so good,
1: but you had to be dialed. Like you had to land at the tops of the landings in yeah. fucking pump. You know, like Minersville was pretty mellow for the most part. Yeah, to to compare the two, like Salem was. Just as long and maybe taller than anything that we rode at Minersville, but peak. So you had to, like, to ride Salem correctly, you had to pull back. Yeah. Whereas, like, Minersville and some of the Long Island trails and, like, that stuff that I had ridden before that, like, the Pittsburgh trails, is, like, you were just as well off, like, pushing through the jumps to at least get... You know, acquainted with them basically. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, the first time you go through the trails, like, you fucking follow someone. You get speech. And you. you're just, like, you know, getting used to them. Like, Salem didn't work unless you pulled back. Mm-hmm. So that was gnarly to me. It was like. And then the other gnarly part was, like, I felt crazy because I got, like, you know, the whole trail stigma back then was pretty gnarly. You know, yeah. like, you had to get the invite. And, and I was like at home like I was the fucking trail Nazi you know like I didn't like random people showing up at the trails. so when I got the invite to Solheim I was like oh shit dude I'm like I gotta go buy beer for him you know like <laughs> I gotta water the fucking whole spot and I was, gotta like <laughs> who was out there riding when you went out there like it was like Bean, uh Inman, Maddo, Inman. Inman's who gave me the fucking Matto was out there yeah Matto was out there then he was a little kid then but yeah he was there uh Perez was there DR was DR he was coming down DR down, wasn't then. there the first time I went but I've been there with DR um but, yeah, like, those, those dudes, to me, were, like, the fucking kings, you know? Yeah. Like, so I was, like, holy shit, I get to ride with these fucking dudes? Like, this is the this is the reason why I came out to Oregon. Like, I wanted to do this. Yeah. So I was, like, the first time I got the invite, like, I couldn't get anybody that I lived with to go out there with me, you know? Like, yeah. no one else was going out there.
0: Ryan didn't want to go out? No. Oh, okay. And
1: so... And Inman even was like, he's like, you can come out whenever you want. He's like, we can't get people to come out here anymore. Like,
0: they got big. I mean, yeah, I it's know. I was like in Bristol and a few dudes who wrote them. And then there was one year I went to Woodward and I came back and I was just like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I felt like, when I rolled in, I was so shook,
1: but I was like, I mean, I can't not ride. You know, like, I can't fucking come all the way out here and like fucking sit on the bench. And yeah. Like, all right. I remember like following Justin through hip line the first time, and he's like, "All right, the only yeah. weird part is that on the hip, you got to like aim jump. to the out corner. You gotta like jump if you straight. You try to cheat it, you're gonna hit the tree." And I'm like, "Okay." I come saw on.
0: Tope straight. <laughs> tope straight Spider Man that yeah. tree, <laughs> but of course,
1: like the first fucking time through, and I'm like, "It's going through my head. Like, don't fucking cheat the hip. Don't cheat the hip." And I fuck first thing, hit the hip. Like, remember like my elbow almost hitting the tree, like. oh. <gasps> Yeah, And I, like, tucked it, I was one. like,
2: damn, dude.
1: And then I, like, picked apart that, and I didn't get through any of that shit first try, you know? Like, which was crazy to me, like, not to sound, but, like, any set of trails I've been to before that, like, I got through first tee, basically. Yeah. Like, it was, I could race her through them. Like, I yeah. had race skills enough that I would get through them, and then I would figure them out and go. Salem wasn't the case, you know? Like, I had to, there was nuances that were different than, like, a brake tap or... Or something like that. You yeah. You know, like... So that was fucking cool and scary at the same time. But I remember the, the biggest crazy part to me was that, like... So I brought a 30-pack of beer with me. And then there was already 10 30-packs of beer there? <laughs> there was a bunch of beer there right? <laughs> And so they had, like, the chill spot that all trails have, and they're chilling at the spot. And I'm, like, riding by myself, kind of. Justin would, like, dip in and dip out and ride. And, he's, and it was, like, super lax day. There was, like, maybe five people at the trails that day. And they're, like... Chugging fucking beers, like doing fucking bong hits, and I'm like, damn, they're like straight partying. And I remember Justin, like, he probably drank like, I mean, I could be exaggerating this because this is memories, but he drank like six beers or something. Like, did a bong hit, and then he rides downhill. And if you don't know downhill, downhill's like the biggest line of the trails. Like, it's big. It's like a fucking. It's like the middle part of downhill is like three thirty foot street (laughs) spines. Like, pretty much. Literally, (laughs) like seven and a half foot lips 30 feet apart and you have to pull back and so i'm like damn dude Justin's gonna try to ride right now i'm like he's got to be pretty fucked up like if i drank six beers and, and was smoking weed i wouldn't be i'd be sleeping in the corner right now <laughs> you know, like, and he gets up and he fucking threes like two sets in a row
0: and oh go, yeah, yeah and i was just like fucking brain exploded you know and i'm
2: like holy fuck
0: yeah, they, just later in the afternoon went with him and Bean, they just Dude, start lighting the trails up back there. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, are you going to go? We were just talking about that earlier. Are you going to try to go to Salem this s- this weekend? I think they're going tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, so I'm going to try to go. I mean, they haven't. I mean, for people listening, the trails kind of haven't ran for five years. Yeah, it's been. And uh, Montana, one of the kind of early locals, and Maddo, and a few of those dudes have. Uh, Got it running again, which is is pretty awesome. So not the yeah. whole thing running, but it's enough to where you're going to go out there, put in a little work, and take some laps. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think they were they I, from what I heard from Montana, they were going to get plowed this weekend. Did you hear about that? I saw like a comment Andy made that <laughs> so they like, were going to get no Montana sent me thing with a tractor mark. Going right by like the oh, fence or something. I've seen that. And they were gonna plow it because of all they were gonna plow the woods back there because of all the homeless people. Um, but I then <laughs> I guess that makes make I, sense. because they were like, Oh, the trails we don't have a problem with, but we're just gonna plow everything. And I guess all the homeless people who grew out there like I guess surround did some like surrounded or blocked off all the tractors so they couldn't go back there. Nice. So now they kinda just gave up on that project. So Oh,
1: that was crazy too. That reminds me. The first time I went out there with Justin we're, so there's, like, a pond out there where they get all the water to water the jumps. So you're, like, kind of have to walk back and forth with all these
0: buckets to water yeah, the trails. Yeah, right? get the so day like, started.
1: We're going to water the trails, and all of a sudden some cops show up. And we're, like, what's up? And they're, like, oh, we think there's a body in the pond. So, like, we couldn't fucking water the trails because there was supposedly a body in the pond. And then by the time, like, midway through the session, like, we got enough water to water, like... Hip line and downhill, so just enough to ride it, like what we wanted to ride. And then they were like dredging the pond, like sifting the pond for a body. They had like they were like walking like hand in hand almost in the pond. In the pond, oh, to like like, find a body. They never found the body
0: when I was there. Maybe they found a body, but like I was like, holy! I think I'm not. I'm pretty sure that there's been somebody dead in that pond. You know, you always hear things from the trails. I was at the grotto once. I was actually there. There's been two times. I was there once with Jeremy Davis. And because uh, there's those, that big cliff behind the grotto trails. Mm-hmm. And people commit suicide off of it. And uh, they pulled, a peaceful place. They pulled off, pulling <laughs> out a dead body on a stretcher. And Jeremy was sitting there, and they're like, "Do a tabletop," <laughs> and they just like stop. What these like these you know these ambulance guys are like, "Do a tabletop." There's like a dead person on this thing, and Jeremy's like, "Really, right right now?" Yeah. And they're like, "Do one," so he does it. And one dude's like, "Yeah," and hits the thing and knocks the person off into oh. a little ditch. And then one time, I went out there. I think it was like with Eric Walter and my older mate Stacy and we we're going to get get some runs and we're starting to take runs and we hear, help me, help me. And we're like, what? What is going... And you know, it can kind of get weird when you walk back towards that cliff there. Yeah. And we walk and somebody stuck halfway down that cliff. They like slipped on that trail and we had to call 911 and they, you know, all these police and ambulances showed up. There's yeah. a helicopter. Yeah, I mean... Of course, they probably accredit that to why they... Plowed the trails because they they probably
1: went back in the list of like all the nine one one calls they got for like rescues and shit. And They're like this place is dangerous.
0: Oh, you know when what? When really? reality it was like people falling off the cliff. Oh, we know why the trails something. got plowed. <laughs> I
1: know why you
0: think the, the tra- lumberyard <laughs> paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I know why you think the yeah, trails. Look, go- we're gonna build a skate park <laughs> by these trails. Uh, let's just pay to get them plowed so no one'll go there. You
1: really think that they would pay
0: money? I've to plow? heard a lot. I've heard a lot of things. I just. I mean, I I love the conspiracy behind it, but I just don't see a monetarily. Did the, that? There was some fucked up shit that went down those trails.
3: But why wouldn't they? Why would there they was some messed up stuff, plenty. and they never got
0: plowed. The minute they started building that skate park, that indoor park down the street, guess what? Play, trails got plowed after 21 years. But
1: they built a concrete park across the street.
0: They they plowed it, plowed the concrete. Well, country. you're gonna put that on, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm buying it. Bruce, hey, if Bruce Chrisman believes it. I believe it, and he worked there. uh, So, let's run through the list of people that worked at the library. (laughs) (laughs) Let's 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 here. Let's talk about what got you into BMX. Okay, because you yeah, I mean you fully did you grow up in like just the Phoenix area? I did. Yeah, I grew up in Scottsdale, which is a
1: suburb of Phoenix. What got me into BMX? I, sounds really fucking cheesy, but. Most, I, most of the reasons are. I rented Red with my dad. Same I with was, me. I think I was seven at the time. And I just remember, like, I can remember the video store. Uh, walked in, the cover obviously was badass, had that, like, purple to pink gradient with the fucking turn bar. Yeah. You know, and I was like, dude, that looks cool. I like riding my BMX bike. You know, yeah. Let's rent this movie. And I watched it, and he raced, and I was like, Movie ended, and I was like, I want to do that. And my dad, what, what year was that? Let's see, if I was seven, that was 1989. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I watched that, and my dad was awesome. Like, my dad, I I got a dirt bike when I turned four. And my mm-hmm. dad raced dirt bikes. And so when I was like, I want to do this, He he probably saw it as, like, an affordable way to race dirt bikes, I think a lot of dudes are you know, get like, in BMX, that's... Right, so that was probably his dad move, was like, well, okay yeah, I'll, I'll do this, and so then... I remember it was, I wasn't until I was eight that I actually raced, but we went to Chandler one weekend, and he was like... He, like, surprised me with it, you know? He's like, he's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna get you a new bike, and I got a new bike for... What was it? It was a Diamondback Viper. Oh, yeah. Well, if it was... Black... Was it the gray to Black. No, it was chrome with black. Okay. Uh, yeah, black decals. And then so I got that, and then you know a couple months later he's like, "All right, let's." I found a racetrack. Let's go to the racetrack. So I went to the racetrack. I remember there was only three kids that were like in my age group, like mm-hmm. eight novice or whatever. And I think it was like one of the kids was like nine, intermediate, and like, one kid was seven, expert. You know, it was like yeah. little. They're just trying uh, to yeah, they to just lump it. everybody in together. But I got third out of three people, (laughs) but I was so hyped, you know, like I got a trophy and I was just addicted. So we went to that, you know, we went to Chandler was my home track when I first started, but I remember it became like my dad's like, I don't know, like his, his treat for me, like if I was doing good in school, I could go race or like if I was doing shitty, I couldn't go race. Mm -hmm. You know, It was one of those things. So I didn't do it a ton when I was eight or nine. I was probably it probably took me until I was like twelve or thirteen to be doing like every weekend traveling to Were Nashville you trying
0: expert then? You yeah. turned expert then? And I stuff? turned expert when I was fourteen. Do you have to ever did you grow up racing any of you guys that turned out to be pretty badass racers? Uh I mean, I remember I remember Donnie
1: Robinson was in my age group for half of the time. He smoked you? He did when we were, like, he did everywhere except for Black Mountain. And for whatever reason, like, we were, like, Black Mountain locals, so we always did good on our home track, Mm -hmm. like, home court advantage. But I remember he was, like, this cocky little shit, and he was, like, he was literally a little shit. He rode, like, one and three-eighths wheels until he was fucking 17 or something. Whoa! Like, he was just, like... Is he not a very big dude? No, he was tiny. Oh, wow. And I think that's why he was like part of the reason why he was so fast, too, is that, like, you know, lower rolling resistance, one and three eighths. Oh, yeah, those just, things are, I mean, he, like, fucking cooked. But you remember, like, he was talking shit in the gate, and I fucking put him over the first berm. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> I'm like, we were like, we were the total fucking asshole kids at Black Mountain, like, for our age group, we like, 14 to 16, was like, of, of my generation out there were, like, we looked up to, like, the older generation, which was, like, the UHL dudes, like, Ryan Schur and Fatty Patty and Schmoov and, like,
0: so they were all, like, a couple of years older than us. And they were seeing some of that early racing that was, like, super banging and stuff, right, right, right. So we were, like, we all, I want, all me and my group
1: of friends wanted to be was that. Yeah. You know, like, so they started wearing, like, I remember Ryan always wore, like, a fucking Pro Tech or an open face helmet with no visor, like... That was
0: his. How old kid. was Ryan, how old were you guys then? Fourteen to. So you met Ryan around fourteen. Yeah, I met Ryan when I was like fourteen or thirteen. Like or right when he moved from Oregon. Yeah, exactly. And he was like,
1: you know, when Ryan was like, when I was like fifteen and Ryan was like seventeen, he was like the fucking god to us. You know, mm. it's crazy now because he's one of my best friends, and he and soon thereafter became a good friend of mine. But at that. First moments of meeting him, he had, like, blue hair, he had, like, gauged ears, he had the fucking lowered car. You know, like, in the fucking early,
0: or in the late 90s, like, early 2000s, like, that was the shit. See, I I remember Ryan in the early 90s, and then I didn't see him until he got on Kink. Right. So him and, I'd be riding around Ben, and him and Ian Monroe would show up, and they were just these weird little racer kids, (laughs) and I was like... Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. TNT, bro. Like, I, <laughs> right. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
1: So the track was cool because we, like, wanted to be, like, this punk rock fucking not racer jocks. Yeah. And we, like, it was it, at that time period, like, that's when props was starting. Like, we watched props every fucking weekend, and props still had racing in it. And it also had dirt jumping and a little bit of skate park. So we, like, that's how between props and, you know, the UHL dudes of, like, Ron Huber and Schmoove and they like they had they had gone to Indiana and rode those trails out there, and they came back and like they started building u h l more like and u h l was the uh Union Hills that was like the Phoenix, yeah. spot like you know Brian Val had a jump called the Val, it was one jump, yeah, where he invented three sixty tail whips, <laughs> 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 I knew I was going to get a reaction
0: out of you on that one. uh we'll just let it go. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, th- I, there's, <laughs> I, Brian may have been the first person that fully, I think, Lambo feed on it. Yeah. T-S-T-S-T-P, 360 tail-up straight to pedals. Yeah, I, I, so I, of- I, I will say, I think Brian was the first person to do 360 tail-up straight to pedal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first person to get it under him, Mike Dominguez, I think 1984 out of the Combi Bowl, and then, Flat. yeah, like. <laughs> you know how they, you know how they come out of the corners and do those weird yeah, corner yeah, yeah. flyouts, yeah. and then um, oh geez, Midwest dude that you ride for GT the... uh Hagen. Tom Hagen yeah. does one in one of the Baco videos and lands one footed. He's like got dreads and yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was always yeah. in my in my
1: memory was it was always the Tom Hogan versus BB like who did it first. None of them cared. You know, yeah, I, none of them I, cared.
0: I, I'm sure even Mike Dominguez even cared less. But to you me, you know, the, like, like
1: the little the little BMX kid at the time, like. You know the dude that invented this trick.
0: Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like that's the fucking dude. Oh yeah, no Brian dude. That, I mean that's the kind of stuff I was gonna touch on. So like growing up in AZ, yeah, in the '90s Arizona scene. I mean it, that was like such an influential scene. That's crazy. I mean, though, like I didn't think so at the
1: time. Like you know like we had this group of dudes that that we looked up to because it was like the same group of dudes that we saw in the magazine. Yeah. Like I didn't know that that was a special group of dudes. I
0: just knew that. They did what I wanted to do. Now, <laughs> I feel like when I think about the AZ scene, I feel like there's kind of, And, and I, I literally don't know much, but um, was there kind of two different scenes? not like they beefed with each other, but I felt like there was like kind of trail dudes like Brian, Val, no. and stuff. Was Gons in with that crew and everything? Gons? Was L's like L's. Yeah, they are so, all... Rat Boy, all everybody? Rat Boy was
1: separate... From that because he was a Scottsdale dude, right? So the rest of those dudes that I'm talking about, like all the UHL dudes, lived Who, on... Who's the UHL dudes? So UHL dudes would be like BV, Schmoof, Fatty Patty, Boaz, Merkel. It was Gons in there? No. Gons was in there. Okay. Uh, Smoker was in there. Smoker Dave. Cabeza was in there. Do you know
0: Cabeza? It sounds familiar. Uh, he's, the, he's the dude that did like the tree ride to Flip. First. Oh, with... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Was he blonde? Yeah. Yeah, I told... He was, like, really... I, I mean, mean, it seemed like every time I'd see a couple... You didn't see much of him, but you are like, this dude's really good. He was the best, and then he tragically got paralyzed. was, like, his story. Dude, that... I told totally him <laughs> But he that. was, like... He
1: was the dude that, like... I mean, obviously, every scene thinks that they have the dude that, like, was the fucking best ever. Yeah. But he was legitimately the, like... Like, Gons gets all of this recognition, and not to take anything away from Gons and Smoker and those dudes, like, they they fully changed the street writing game. Yeah, definitely but C- Cabeza was like ahead of them even, you yeah, know, like so, but yeah, so those, those dudes were all on that side, like I remember Gons had a wall ride to get to the trails at UHL, UHL was this little dirt lot that was behind a safeway, Yeah, and so they knocked the wall down to get to the trails and so Gons like built a wall ride as the wall that you would like get into the trails, now I remember that was like the first time I ever saw anybody do a wall ride, and yeah. Gons doing wall rides and then he was doing wall rides to bar spins and like
0: 1997. Yeah, that, is that kind, of kind of like when his props interview Yeah, came exactly. Out? Right. Yeah, that, that, that props interview time. is just, for the time, is nuts. Yeah. He's like tr- almost landing bunny hop truck Right, and, and to me it was weird because like I didn't even, I was like, oh, let's go look the ball ride. But to me I was like,
1: look at those fucking jumps. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah I, yeah. Like, you, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you didn't, I fucking fully beamed by the, you're almost oblivious to oh, where. 100%. I mean, you look at the stuff Gons was trying then, and you look at modern street riding, and in his head, he kind of was picturing modern street riding but the bikes and just you know he'd never seen that in real life so he was trying to make it at that time you know yeah
1: smoker is the same yeah smoker was doing grind tricks and riding ditches and like all of that stuff like those dudes were to me i didn't even realize what it was at the time just because i was so fixated on riding the trails you know like because that's you know coming from racing i didn't even i didn't give a shit about grinding yeah like,
0: well, and most I live are, in the desert. I you know, I think it's probably gone. Everybody started off like super freestyle dudes. And yeah. So they were just a little more open about probably yeah, what they yeah, picked yeah. at that time. You know? And I think, honestly, too, that, like, I lived on the outskirts of Phoenix,
1: so I had all this desert to build jumps in. And, yeah. And I don't want to, like, pinhole these dudes, but they lived in the city. Yeah. So they didn't have, like, UHL was this weird anomaly. It was like a dirt lot that was in the city. Yeah. So they had that spot to build jumps on, and there was a couple other trail spots, like, in that side of town, but, like, like, Ratboy was, like, there was trails around, like, we had trails, and Ratboy would come ride our trails, but we were far from where everybody lived, you know? Yeah. Like, I was this weird pocket of Phoenix that, it was, like, a destination, almost. Yeah. But it was cool, were like... You, were you around, like, when, uh, when Road Fools came through and stuff? Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember I was in, uh, Road Fools 1 was 98, so yeah, I was... What 16. trails were those? Those were that was Beardsley. Okay. So UHL had just gotten plowed like six months or something before that. Mm-hmm. And so Ron Schmoove, Spin Kenny, uh, Fatty Patty, Merkel—they started. Those like the main crew of diggers at UHL. Yeah. So Beardsley was just. So UH Union Hills was on Nineteenth Avenue in Union Hills. Yeah. Beardsley was on 19th Avenue in Beardsley. It was one mile down the street. They found a new dirt lot to be, dig in. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They literally just moved down the street. But they. Beardsley was like the first set of real
0: trails that I ever rode. Like it was jump after jump after jump yeah. after jump. Yeah, and I think even at, at that time when you watched it like in Road Fools, right. I think to a lot of people that might have been a Not to everybody, you know, especially some of the East Coast dudes that were already having stuff set up like that. But to a lot of dudes, even, like, you know, freestyle dudes that are just like, hey, I'm riding mini ramps. Dirt jumps are cool. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, they have a bunch of jumps? And there's like, well, that's kind of... You know, I remember seeing it, and we, you know, we had a set of quads or something, but it just, like, you were like, oh, this is cool. I mean, they, those dudes, like, I remember it being, I'd gone to Beardsley, like,
1: so the roadfuls thing was crazy because I heard that all of these dudes were coming in town, you know? And I was 16 and I was, it was like a Wednesday or something. It was like the middle of the week. And I was like, well, you're fucked. I was fucked. I couldn't go. Yeah. know, I was like, I oh, don't only think I was 16. I was 15. And so I couldn't drive even. Yeah. I knew they were there. I remember like being in school, being like, I'm fucking missing out. Like, FOMO <laughs> was crazy, you know? Like, and I couldn't meet up with them. And then they were going to the zone. So the indoor skate park that they rode. One the, the one of those, there's a hot
0: rollerblade chick.
1: Yeah. So that was a <laughs> rollerblade only skate park. Bikes had never been allowed in that place. Really? So they got in. Somehow.
0: So skateboards couldn't even skate in.
1: I think they let skateboards in, but it was a rollerblade park.. Yeah, and then they also also had raves every weekend. So the only time <laughs> I' had ever been to this skate park was I went to a rave with a friend and I remember like we I was six. he was after road fools. Yeah, but I remember like I didn't know where the fuck I was going. We go in here and I'm like, it's dark and there's fucking lasers and smoke and shit and fucking rave music and I remember I would walk in, I couldn't really see and I walked up a ramp and I, like and I like started looking and I was like, holy fuck, we're in this now. <laughs> 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 but I don't remember where I was going that. Oh, this. just those dudes showing up. And but yeah, those dudes showed up and like they Beardsley was a fucking crazy thing that I couldn't get through. Like I I don't know if it's I just wasn't good enough or I wasn't heavy enough or something. But I had my own set of trails. And so I saw how they were building their trails and so I made our trails as close to that. You know like we had our trails was like a six pack originally that was like jump a jump fucking pedal for you know it seemed like a quarter of a mile hit another jump <laughs> pedal he hit another jump and then my friend Dom and I basically just started putting jumps in between those ones and we ended up with a 12 pack and then we built like a style jump which it seemed like a trick jump the trick jump yeah, the that trick everybody jump. like Beardsley had... Their trick jump was called Penguin.
0: You always gotta have a trick <laughs> it jump. It was like... You gotta have a trick The stupidest thing.
1: So we built one of those. And then I remember we... Spring, had, springtime comes around you're like, let's make the yeah. landing a little soft. Let's right. Phoenix was is pretty suburban sprawly. So there was the UHL dudes. And then we were in Scottsdale, which is like on the very north side of town. And there was only a couple of us. And then Chandler was like a whole other group of dudes. So it was like Little Lip Joey... Lucas Porzio. Oh, Lucas Porzio. Yeah. yeah. So then there was like... Who was... A couple other dudes in that scene. And then I remember we had a trail jam one year at our trails that was with Little Lip and Lucas. So Lucas and Joey, Sam had a company called Little Lip Products. I, I vaguely remember that name. It was like a a big deal in the Arizona scene because it was like, like I said with the UHL dudes, it was like the other side cool kids started a clothing company. Yeah. You know, like... And so they had a jam at our trails, and it was like every scene came together. And I remember the jam was crazy. I was 17 or something. Oh, man. I might have been 16. But our trails was basically just a 12-pack and a style jump and then some, like, little kids jumps that we made so the little kids wouldn't fuck with our spot. Yeah. you kinda- It was across the street from the apartment complex that I lived in. And I remember Joey being like, yeah, let's have a jam. And I'd been to a Little Lip jam before. Like, they had, like, one jump in Chandler that they had this jam at. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was psyched. Like, I was... I was The cool kids were, like, letting me in the group, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and so we made flyers like you would as a kid. And we, like, handed them to every fucking person we know. Like, I handed them... I think I gave them to every single person I knew in high school, you know? Like, I was like, this is basically like a party. Yeah. come out. So we envisioned, like... And I remember we like went to the neighbors and we ran power over the wall so we could have like a PA system out there. And I remember like knocking on the doors, like, "Hey, we're gonna have like some friends come out and ride bikes. Like, is it cool if we use some power?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." Use their hoses and water stuff down. And I was like, "All right, maybe like 50 people are gonna show up." There was like 400 people. Oh the my god! There was a fucking parking lot of cars, like in the desert, it looked like a rave, you know, like just cars everywhere. And I remember like, I woke up in the morning. Because I was going to go water and fix all the trails. And there was already people out there at like 9.30. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. But that was like, you know, Ryan Sure actually won that jam, you know? Yeah. So it was like everybody came together and it was like a big, I got to meet everybody at once, you know? Yeah. And from then on out, like, we basically had like a different crew that we'd go ride with. And that's where I like, basically from that jam on is when I formed my like good friendships in BMX. Yeah. who was in that group like Ryan and yeah so it was it was still like the two sides of everything you know so it was like Ryan me and Ryan and I became pretty good friends from there on out I would say and then me and Joey and Lucas and Dave Taylor were all pretty good friends too so I I was kind of cool because I had my own spot that I could and they would come to me but I also could like go ride their stuff on each side of town And, and on the UHL side of town Beardsley was running There was there was three other spots There was a spot called North Canyon That was like behind a high school That had a couple lines And then You know Now I look back on We had like five trail spots in Phoenix That if there were one trail spot It would have been bigger than Posh Yeah know? But it was we would have just fucking spread everywhere Yeah And the jumps were all really good Somehow in the desert But Yeah I don't know That's so weird to me Because I grew the, up kind of in the desert And right. I don't know how oh, Shit We had But from Right from I think I was like Eighteen. we heard about some really good trails in Prescott, which is like an hour and a half north of Phoenix. And so I remember Ryan and I finally were just like, let's just go
0: fucking look for them. You know, like, yeah, like, I think I know where they're at. You'd go look for You'd drive around town and you'd see, like, look for shit. You'd see somebody younger or something. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, do you know where these BMX chumps yeah. are?
1: And I think someone had met Baker like a couple weekends before, and they were Baker's Trails in yeah. Prescott. And so, someone told Ryan, like, kind of where they were. So, Ryan and I jumped in, like, we borrowed his mom's Nissan Pathfinder, and we, like, jumped in it, and he and, like, his girlfriend at the time came with us, like, and so we just, like, drove around Prescott, like, we found the trails, they were the fucking, it was, like, the same, the same awe that I had, like, when I went to Salem the first time, Mm -hmm. was, like, 20-fold when I went to Baker's first set of trails. It was, like, the biggest fucking jumps I've ever seen. Yeah. And... He was already... What year was that, probably? 2001, Okay. Maybe, you know? I yeah. I think... No, maybe it was... No, I was still in high... 2000, I think. I don't know. I think I just was graduating high school. I think I was still in high school. But... He was already just as good as he's always been. Like, suicide double trucks and, like... There's dudes fucking, fucking that, three whips yeah. and spinning both ways and stuff. And, like... I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> you know? Like, this
2: is insane.
1: But... We we met Baker and then you know, Baker and I became really good friends from there on out and and Ryan moved away Ryan Boston. Ryan moved to Boston. That's when he got on Kink. I yeah, so I was eighteen. So Ryan moved to Boston, got on Kink. A couple months later he called me and he's like, Hey do you wanna write for Kink? And I was like, Are you joking? He's like, no, 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 like, I'll I'll send you stuff, like, I'll get you stuff sent, like, what's your address, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll get, like, a fucking sticker pack or something, you know, mm-hmm. revision B. <laughs> I did not get a revision B. I remember that they had just... Phantom Lord? Out. You get a Phantom Lord? No, I didn't get any of those. I got whatever parts that I wanted, I didn't get any frames at the fir- when I first got on. I remember, I still have the fucking, the two t-shirts that I got, so I had, like, the the new york license plate yeah i got that and that's a classic a, yeah, that's a classic the kink bmx with the red and the black and the yellow mm-hmm. and the stripes and the star in the middle i got those were my, that was my first box was two t-shirts you know
2: and i was like Fuck, I got oh, two two t-shirts
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. You know, like ryan sent me two t-shirts like not it wasn't even that like oh no it wasn't even like i was on kink it was just like i got a fucking t-shirt yeah. ryan that, he sent me stuff the the parts or the company that he rides for this is crazy and then, like, a couple months later, he's like, all right, we're going to send you, like, a bunch of parts. And I'm like, oh,
2: okay.
0: Now, did you already have <laughs> a pho- photo in a magazine yet? Uh, yes. What was your first? Because I, didn't you have a bio? Okay, let me let me do my nerdness on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. First photo was BMX Plus. Yes. And it was an X-Up, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's as far as I know. And then I think you had a bio in No, right? no, no, no. First, yeah. I don't even really think I'm
1: right on this. My first photo, and I can't think of the photo, this sounds really dumb, I can only remember the shoes that I was wearing, Um, was at Baker's Trails in Prescott. Adam Booth shot the photo, it said, unidentified flying object, because he didn't know my name. I was an unidentified my first photo, too. Perfect. So Booth didn't know my name, but he ran a photo. I think it was a no footy can, but... And then from there... But the next photo was I had a little bio in BMX Plus. Oh, it was the bio in BMX Plus? Right. And so he ended up coming back. After but that. I
0: remember seeing that X, ex- I mean,
1: you know. Right. The, the the X up into the vert wall at the skate park. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So that know. was, I worked at a skate park, which was SDG, which turned into California skate parks in a roundabout way, had like a showroom skate park in Tempe. Oh, cool. And so I worked there as like a, basically the lifeguard which was the best because all I did was ride a skate park all Yeah, way. so that's where that all that stuff came
0: from um kind of back on that that early AZ scene you I mean you know if I don't ask if you have any good gons stories I'm gonna <laughs> have somebody bitch at me in the comments <laughs> you know you got any like good gons or rat boy stories I'm, I'm even down for an L's one because I was always kind of into L's videos
1: um those dudes were so removed from me. Um, I don't really have that many good rap boy stories. We never really got along. <laughs> I mean that's I don't I'm know, talking. I was the fucking dirt trail kid, he was the street ride kid, I'd get pissed when he choked to the trails because he'd fucking hack all the landings off. You know? <laughs> and so I would fucking yell at him, and he would probably do the same if I went to the wedge, which I hated going to the wedge anyways, but I mean I love the wedge, it was a fucking rad scene, but I wasn't doing what those dudes were doing. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't felt, feel like I had any business. I mean that, being that wedge scene was like gone's rap who's
0: the I'm forgetting the dude. a dude I had a bunch of the wet the wedge dudes had their own scene. Who it was, was like that Jeremy N- McKinney Who's that gnarly dude? He had his part in a ride video.
1: Chris Toth.
0: Chris Toth, God, I Chris
1: Toth is UHL side, so he's still on the other side of town. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so I, dude, yeah. That dude was a
0: he, you know, he, was, he was nuts back in the day.
1: nuts to this day, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Um, and, um, I don't know. My, Gons, to me, was always crazy because he, to me, he was always this super normal guy, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, having conversations with Gons, he was incredibly intelligent. I've had those conversations. Which I with fucking him. really loved about Gons is that you could have these, cra- like, sometimes it was about crazy things. But it was, like, a really intelligent thought process. And for whatever reason, it seemed like when he got around a bunch of BMX dudes that he had to, like, act like the Gons. Yeah. You know, which to me was always crazy. And and I know that that's part of his persona. And, like, and maybe that's who he truly is. And to me, I wasn't fucking crazy. I don't think I was that crazy. So he played normal guy to me. Maybe that was the case. Yeah. But it was always weird to me that, like, I would see him acting crazily. And I think he did it a lot to, like, get a reaction out of people, you know, yeah. was, is as how I would justify it in my head. But I remember, like, the first time, I'm like, I was from, like, an upper-middle-class neighborhood, you know? Like, I was the poor kid in the upper-middle-class neighborhood living in the apartment complex. But I'd never seen anyone, like, fucking eat food out of a trash can. And that was, like, my first fucking Gons experience is we went and rode this skate park on the way home. We stopped at Wendy's and, I don't know, like, he was just, like, digging through the trash eating chicken nuggets and, like. And I was, like, so
0: weirded out, but I was like, I mean, I
1: guess. That's fucking yeah, free food.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so, kind of, yeah, I mean, I, well, let's keep going with the kink thing. How did you end up fully getting on kink? Um, I don't think there was ever a time it was like, you're on kink, you know?
1: Like, I, I think, to me, at the time, that they gave me some free product mm-hmm. and some stickers. And so from then, I was loyal, right? Like, Yeah. Not that I was, like, telling everybody that I'm, like, fucking sponsored by kink, but I'm like, you fucking send me this stuff, I'm gonna put I'm the still stickers to, on my
0: bike. I, <laughs> you know? I wanted to know that you wrote a revision B, but I just... No, I didn't I, I, I did Actually, my first... I wrote a fucking
1: S&M for probably a year before I got my
0: first kink was a freebird. oh so it was the normal one
1: right but my but i rode an M with kink stickers on it for a year probably before yeah i rode and i always had dirt bikes but um yeah it was just it just kind of weirdly evolved like we i remember ryan was like yeah we're gonna film a video like you have a video camera and i was like no but i'll get one for christmas <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> I'll, or i'll ask for one for christmas and so my mom got me a video camera for Christmas, this little shitty fucking $100 camera, yeah. you know, like, and so I just met Billy Furnevsky. right? Oh, I was gonna the, ask you yeah. about, I was gonna ask so you about him. this, this time period of, of that BMX Plus, I mean, we can go into that story, because this, this is all in one. Yeah. So, that BMX Plus interview came out from me working at that skate park. Billy lived in Cape.
0: And if people know this, Billy like, Spin Mag. Yeah, Spin Mag, Billy. <laughs> Billy Spin Mag, the fucking literally. <laughs> who, best, who honestly, if you look, the best black rider I've ever known. If you me. look, back, if, if you look back at Billy's writing, and I, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, you know. But the, right, first curve wall ride hard three. Yeah, yeah. He he did a lot of
1: crazy stuff yeah. back then. So Billy, my my. And this sounds weird too. Like my initial attraction to like. Billy obviously fucking shredded, right? Like, he he was this kid that I'd never seen before. Is he, And he? where's he from in Arizona? He's from Cave Creek, which is, like... I'm from in the middle of nowhere in Scottsdale. He's from 45 minutes north of that. Yeah. You know, like, he's he legitimately lived in the middle of the desert. Okay. So... No curved wall rides. No curved wall rides. He lived... He had a mini ramp in the middle of the desert. But he came and rode the skate park, and he looked like pooh me. He looked just like Brandon pooh <laughs> And he wrote a standard, and I was like, holy shit, another kid that sweats the East Coast dude super hard, you know? Like, I was the East Coast, I sweated East Coast trail boots. I had, in high school, I had every push shirt ever made. You yeah. Know, like, I was, I wanted to be Stoffer.
0: Yeah, I If I mean could too. be Stoffer, yeah. I would have been Stoffer. <laughs> you know? Especially, you gotta think, Stoffer, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah.
2: Woo! Fucking yeah. king.
0: He yeah. He looked good on a bike. He yeah, was fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. it was when like being his, bikes, was looked cool. Cool.
1: his bikes looked cool. Bikes looked cool. Yeah, so I wanted to be that, and so in Punjab obviously was in that same group of dudes, and so he showed up looking like Punjab riding a standard, and I was like, "There's no fucking way you're from Arizona," you know? Yeah, I mean, and he's like this really cool. Qu- like even to this day, he's really quiet and reserved and like kind of shy, and I think I probably like. Like, got super hyper and shred boned on it. Like, I was like, dude, we should, should be friends, <laughs> you know. like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I remember he was just like super quiet and awkward. And He's like, Yeah, like, I have a ramp in my house, like, you can come ride it, you know. And I'm like, Do you have a fucking ramp in your house? Like, fuck you, yeah, I want to come ride it. Yeah. So, he had a six foot mini ramp in his house. He had some little, like, a six pack, a little bit of dirt jump. Oh, they made some videos, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that house was there, you know. So, I went and rode his That house. was like an, an epic setup.
2: Man,
1: fucking west. It was literally in the middle of the desert. There's a good story with this. Oh, fuck. This story's just going to go. Yeah, go, go, right, go, so, go. So, yeah. So, where Billy lives, and this circles back to Ryan and Jim Selinski. So, Ryan calls me one day, and he's like, have you heard about the White Walls? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, it's this crazy spot in Arizona where there's apparently, like, 25-foot-tall transition curved walls somewhere in the desert. And I'm like, I don't know, but I think that I could find them. You know, like, I just thought that I knew where yeah. everything in the When valley. you live in a state right. long enough, you can right. kind like, of. I fucking know where they're at, you know. Yeah. Like, and I don't remember. Oh, no. I, so I worked at a skate shop at the time. And so I went to work that day and I was like, I'm looking for these things. And I worked with this old school skate dude. And he's like, yeah, I know where those are. They're, they're in Cape Creek. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, Joe Rich and Garrett had just ridden them. They were in dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looking back, and, and Joe said this too, he's like, you know, that photo in the caption, I put a hint to where they were. He's like, Garrett Burns airs these walls without a care in the world. And so the town that they're actually in is called Carefree. Okay. And so he's like, that was my hint to, like, say where they were. And so... He tells me where they're at, and it's really weird because I've driven by them a hundred times because they're on the way to this lake that I used to go. I had a friend in high school that had a wakeboard boat, and so before we would go to school in the mornings, we'd go wakeboarding. Yeah, wakeboarding. It was, sick. Right, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I, and, I grew up by a lake. <laughs> wakeboarding yeah. fun. So, and you know, and you're in high school if you have a friend that has a boat. Oh, sick every sick. girl. Yeah. So it's the yeah, yeah, right,
2: yeah. so It
1: was the fucking best. So I'd driven by these things all the time, and then so we went. Like I called. I remember calling Ryan back. Like I know where they're at. Fucking come. And so, it was him, I think it was Bauer and Selinsky, like, the next day, they're like, all right, we're in Arizona, where the fuck are these things? And so, we go, we find them, we ride it, and I was, like, the same, you know, like, I can't believe these fucking things exist. Oh, I wanted to ride like, these things, so I'm these so I never, see fucking I never got, got never to ride seen. them. And so, I remember we did that, and then I'm, where we were, and I was like, dude, my friend's got a ramp right down the street, like, Billy literally lives right here, and he's got a ramp. So Did he we, know about him? No, so we go to Billy's house, and I'm like, dude, we just rode those fucking big curved wall rides. And so Billy goes in, and he's got, like, remember the old Thrasher book that had all the crazy spots in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, like, on the insane, back.
0: Insane terrain. Insane
1: terrain. And so the, the, the love bulls were in the same terrain book, and he's like, you mean these things? And I'm like, yeah. And it's still light outside, and I go, and I stand on top of his ramp. And you can see them from his ramp. Like you, you have to know what you're looking for. But you like you see know they the top right corner of this thing from his ramp. I'm like, that's fucking them. And he's like, his high school was like right there. You How know, did he, and he not was find like, that? and he's just like,
0: dude, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> but so yeah, that's a funny Billy story. I
0: I, I wanted to ask you about
1: Billy.
2: Things.
0: What, yeah. dude? You, you still talk to Billy? I still talk to Billy. Like, you know, all, not every day,
1: but like. You know how you have friends that are, like, you don't need to talk to them all the time. You know exactly what they're doing. You know exactly, and, like, you could pick up from right where you left off. Yeah. Like, that's Billy to me. Like, he's not, like, a, a friend where I'm going to call him once a week or once a month or whatever. But I, I still, like, keep tabs on him. He's also the friend that everyone has that's way better than everybody else at anything he does. Yeah. And so we lived together. We both went to art school together. We were the same... Grade, basically. He was, like, always the person that, like, I couldn't make anything that was even remotely as good as Billy. Like, he was, like, whatever he tried was the best at. Like, mm-hmm. oil painting. He made crazy realistic portraits of everybody. Like, Sam's got one. He's, like, holding, like, a stuffed fucking hog, you know? Like okay. Like, a, a javelina. <laughs> but, yeah, like, an eight-foot-tall eight oil painting, classic style, perfect. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? Yeah. Like, he just was, like, ahead of, like, even in his brain, he was, like, so ahead of everybody else that we knew as far as, like, taste and style and anything that he wanted. And so I thought that he was just going to be, like, this amazing painter, you know? And then, so he went and he worked for this company called Bergeron Group where they made interactive children's toys in library installations at libraries all over the Mm -hmm. place. And then all of a sudden he just quit that place and he started making furniture. Like he's a woodworker now. Him and Jay Miron. Yeah, but he's like covers of magazines woodworker mm-hmm. style. like insane. Oh, great. Insane. Like how do you just fucking know how to do all this stuff? Yeah. But he's just that dude that's just good at everything. And, and it, it's funny because that was him with bike riding. Like he was just inherently good at bike riding. Mm-hmm. He didn't seemingly need to try anything. Like, he just did
0: whatever does, does he Does he ride at all anymore? He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Well,
1: he, he's coming on. He's to Whistler.
0: Yeah. Oh! And so he's got a bike. Like, I think... Does he uh, have a spin mag? Do I need to find him one? <laughs> I think...
1: I think he's got one still. I don't think it was on the bike last time I saw it. But... Yeah, he's coming. Well, he came to town two years ago, like, on a work trip. Yeah. And we went to Newburgh... He hadn't ridden in two or three years. So we go to Uber, Newberg, and you know the stupid fucking dragon's tail rail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He double tires it. Just, like, <laughs> fucking chilling. Like, yeah, i fucking... I think he flared a quarter that day. Oh, he flared a quarter, yeah, okay. I like, not ridden right. forever. Like. But, yeah, he was the first person I saw do curveball ride hard three. He flared a pool. Like, a real yeah. fucking pool.
0: I have a bunch of footage of him. Crazy shit. Jordan gave me all of his old tapes. Oh, all the Lifeline stuff? Yeah, and I should make a video. I'm supposed activity. to, well, I'm, I'm going to make a video out of it. It's just like, there's actually kind of a lot of stuff where yeah. it's just like, you know, it's going to be like, I got to sit down right. and actually get at it, you know? Yeah. I remember, uh,
1: like, Billy was always the dude to me. Like, I felt like Ryan was like that with me. Like, it was like the friend that, like, you wanted to, like, hook up, you know? Yeah. And to me, that was Billy. was like, I'm like, you're fucking way better than me. Like why yeah. do I get the free shit? You need the free shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was always like, but he didn't care. You know, like he didn't care about any of that stuff. He literally was like the bike rider
0: that wanted to just ride bikes and not yeah. Well, that's what you. Sh- be I mean, film- that's what everyone. Well, should I mean, it's so fun. Film- I mean, it's so fun to get filmed. But you know, just right. let's just be bike riders that ride right, bikes. Right, right, you yeah. know, and everything happens. I mean like that, there's nothing the wrong with being sponsored, but some people like, actively like
1: was like shied away from stuff, which <laughs> is funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean I we, think that's what makes
0: legends, right? There's a lot of dudes you we see shied away
1: I had we to just, talk like about
0: fucking Hango. Oh Jordan Hango. Hi. I Jay Marin told me he's the new Canadian beast. He, he's I, I call him the new Paul Buchanan. He I mean <laughs> just, I know I, that's big shoes. I park but. I park my van in front of Hango's house once a month. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, Hango is literally. He doesn't even care. No. He goes to work every day. He, that's just. And that's just him riding. Yeah, batshit crazy. He
1: is insane. I dude, they'll think he's going to win the fucking X Games thing when probably filming it like that a day. I mean,
0: by the time this comes <laughs> out, that trailer will probably be a week old or yeah. something. But that trailer was nuts. It's fucked. Dude, the whole thing's fucked. The whole thing was fucked. Hango. Dude, you drive. You, the craziest thing when I drive through Vancouver, and one what? of those. I think that fit video where he had the first full part. He does this rail hop into this crazy steep bank. I don't know if you remember it. It's dude, you roll up on that thing, and the bank is basically a wall ride. Like (laughs) it's not even a bank. I don't even understand it. You you see some of the stuff he's done there, or you just pedal around that city with him, and he's he's a monster. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like my first introduction was we went and rode Garfield when I I lived in Seattle for a year. We went and rode Garfield with Harrison. And I think Harrison had just ridden that with Hango. And he's like, yeah, there's this fucking kid from Vancouver. Oh, he was probably pretty young back then. Yeah, and he was like, I mean, this was 2006,
0: Because Hango's so probably like, like early 30s now. Yeah, so he was probably young.
1: He's like, there's this fucking kid from from Vancouver that aired that thing like five feet.
0: Oh, I believe it, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: what? That's not
1: even possible. Yeah, dude. He is... And to me, like, Harrison 540
0: tail tapping that thing is still... Oh, shit. Right? What was that in? I don't know. I Harrison... He five tap. Harrison voice. I mean, if you lived up here, that dude was is a... He was a badass motherfucker on a bike, you know? Yeah. And that five tap on the Garfield wall... What was that? It's going to drive me nuts. Early McNeil shit, or, it, or was it before it, that? I... Ugh. You're the encyclopedia. Yeah, I can't man. remember. I'm gonna have to figure I'm gonna have to figure it out. Or somebody's listening to this and wants to leave a comment somewhere, yeah. tell us where that five forty tap was. Right, tell us the song that it was in. It might have been in like some local Seattle scene video too. Might have been. Yeah, that that's what really, dude, yeah, when you go to that spot and ride that wall right at Garfield High School and no one really knows what we're talking about, is that call that place. high school in Seattle where Hoder and the facade video bunny hops over into the bank and stuff and there's this banked to kind of bank wall in the back yeah. and uh, just.
1: Keep foot jammed it too. Buddy.
0: Yeah, there's been some crazy stuff done on it, so. Um, so yeah, he's gonna come up to Whistler. Yeah, he's gonna we're, come to Whistler. Whistler for your bachelor party. Yep. You're riding big bikes. Riding big bikes. We had a big big bike conversation <laughs> before we turned the. Uh, the turn. big bike thing's funny because I think it's
1: like to add to our conversation earlier. It's like so we're bringing like a bunch of BMX dudes to ride downhill mountain bikes. So I think it's going to be a lot of, like, cockiness.
0: So somebody's going to get hurt riding the downhill (laughs) mountain bike.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ryan is so fucking terrified of riding these things. I'm scared of riding those things. That, like, like, we have, like, a group chat of, like, everyone that's going. I'll add you in there. Um, But it's, like... Every day it's like Ryan's like me riding Whistler And it's like some dude just dying on a mountain bike You know and every day though he's like,
0: oh my, Where do you find these fucking
1: videos But he's so scared and to me it's hilarious Because Ryan's another one of those dudes that like He's going to be the dude that like Grabs the mountain bike and he's like nervous For like 13 seconds And then he's going to be
0: like Oh look a fucking no-hander a 50 foot jump You know like Dude Ryan Ryan is so good at riding bikes He's fucked up
1: like, you look at this year at Backyard
0: Jam. Like, or not Backyard, the. Oh, the The, the source things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and he he killed, killed it. He never rides. Dude. <laughs> right. Here's the thing with Ryan, and we both known Ryan forever. Ryan's that dude you see in videos that you're like, this dude's good. But yeah. then you get a session with him in right. real life.
1: You have to look like, and,
0: and you go, oh, this dude's. And I don't think everybody knows that because, you know, not everybody gets to ride with everybody. Right. But when you ride with Ryan in real life, especially, like, riding cement parks around Oregon with him, yeah. he just drops in all these opposite corner yeah. air different... Dude, it's insane how good he is. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, like, a handful of people that you have
1: to, like, actually ride bikes with to appreciate, you Yeah, know, like,
0: he's definitely one of those. Um... Let's get in that big bike conversation we're talking (laughs) about. Shit.
2: (laughs) Uh, So Casey
0: and I, before this thing started, we've been having these conversations about, like, you know, big bikes, dirt jumpers. Uh, And what I said earlier is I – you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes in those. But you see, like, the Crankworks contest or anything like this. It's just a BMX contest. They're just straight riding BMX. You got a freaking gyro on your bike. It's a BMX bike. I mean – they're not the most appealing BMX bike to everybody, but at one point Kevin Porter didn't have appealing BMX bike to everybody because it was the most low slung thing. Goddamn razor scooter. You know, so BMX bikes can be coming all different sizes and shapes, and they've had suspension forks before and you know twenty-six inch wheel BMX bikes have existed since the seventies. But I'm I was telling Casey and we were kind of going back and forth on this, is it's just a weird ploy from the mountain bike industry to take money from BMX, you know, and I know there's going to be more into it, but they're just a weird ploy so they can have their own contests and market things as mountain bikes when no one technically is riding a mountain on a dirt jumper. If you're going to a skate park or you're just riding dirt jumps, you're riding BMX. It's a BMX bike.
1: So do you think, do you think that, and I'm asking this, do you think that the mountain bike industry made that? a choice, or do you think that it was the you,
0: riders? Do you want me to get in my conspiracy thing about it? I, 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 I'll tell you my side first, okay. right? So okay. So I think that... And fuck, this could be taken really bad, too. And, so and, I think that, like... Hey, I'm going to put a disclaimer out. <laughs> I'm
2: going
0: to put a disclaimer out, because some of you could be coming for... I think mountain bikes are fine. I think bombing hills on mountains, being up in the woods with your buddies is yep. probably some of the funnest things ever. Not even... I'm not even hating on the way you're having and fun. And I
1: think that, like, I'm... I'm the perfect mid-school kid that fucking hated everything unless it was riding trails. You hated probably even
0: freestyle dudes like
1: me. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I'm like the person that fucking... and And I'm part of the reason what's wrong with fucking BMX today is that it's just a bunch of fucking shit talk and rules. But to me, like, I think that maybe we're the reason for mountain bikes. And I think we touched on this a little bit is like... So, I think that originally, like, if you weren't good at BMX, like, even racing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I always joke that mountain bikes are where BMX dudes went to die. True. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you couldn't cut it in look BMX at it, go anymore... Go look at Instagram. Right. You would... I think it's different now, but at the time, like, in the early 2000s and, and into the late 2000s, if you couldn't cut it on BMX, you went and rode mountain bikes and you, and you fucking made some money, you know? Like, yeah. And so, I think the hate side of it of, like, we fucking hated mountain bikes.
0: Yeah. No, so those, those dudes couldn't come back. You mean <laughs> coming like, back?
1: They <laughs> come back. back. So, they, I think that they just capitalized on it. And then the culture kind of took that side under the wing and took that as their own. Yeah. And, like, and it became its own thing. And now, I think, like, I agree with you that, like, the crankworks contest and dirt jumping is dirt jumping. It's it's BMX on whatever bike. It, yeah. But those dudes have like finally, and not finally, like those dudes. Are, it's fucking insane. Oh, like I'm, I'm not even. Seminock gonna... and Reader are, are are they could win any BMX contest. D-
0: they're sick. I, no, so
1: he, here's here's how I look at it. I don't think it's the
0: ugly stepchild anymore. I think. I, 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 here, we're, here's we're all we should all. Be yeah. Here. Here's how I look at it. Late '90s, dual slalom mountain bikings in. BMXers going to dual slalom contests, kill, killing it. Dave Colinet, yeah, uh, Pistol Pete, uh, freaking Brian Lopes, all these yeah. dudes, killing it. Daryl Young, killing mm-hmm. it. So they're killing it, and you know, I think dual slalom bikes. I'm not a mountain bike guy. I just have homies that ride it, so yeah. don't don't come at me. But you know, they just have front suspension. They're basically like big BMX bikes. Right. Then dudes start making some money going into that. They start just riding those bikes all the time, you know, going, riding jumps. They're like, well, I'm making money on them. Well, they're still BMX kids at heart, right? They're, they're BMXers. So there's, there was a time in the late 90s where there was some extreme mountain bike BMX hate, you know? Yeah. Just like skate BMX hate. It was like, yeah, you needed yeah. something to hate on. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really at that time, too, at the late 90s, it was kind of the time where BMX was laying down some hard rules. You know, you had the trail guys don't do a bow legged tabletop, don't do a bow legged. Bow-legged X up. These are all still facts. Uh, uh, you know what? My freestyle side of me, I can show you maybe a few bow-legged tapes that I'm really into. Um, but you know, you got four pegs on. You know, everybody's bikes became. Everybody's bikes became like spitting images. Um, it was kind of killing off the freestyle side of things. Yeah. Um, just just lots of heavy rules, you know, that've laid down. So BMX. Was, I always tell people, I think it became too hardcore in the late nineties. And it killed a lot of the freestyle spirit of things. So, keep going on and on. People are riding. I think the mountain bike industry went, oh, BMX doesn't want cruisers anymore. Yeah. BMX doesn't want these old dudes who want to ride, but they're getting shunned. Yeah. We got a dual slalom bike. We're just going to kind of make it a little different and call it a dirt jumper. And now that's morphed into this thing where people literally go out and they think they can't ride a dirt jump without a dirt jumper bike. Yeah. And they call things mountain bike skate parks and they're just ramps yeah people come up to me and go oh there's some mountain bike jumps down the street and it's just like like if you were growing up it would be like oh that's a it's a bmx jump so it's like fully pulling from our culture like this but when i look at it i don't want to hate on people that it's like you're riding you're having fun you're riding a skate park you're doing what i'm doing they're BM. you're riding bmx when people rode BMX in the early 70s on Schwinn Stingrays, that's not a BMX bike, but the act of doing it, you're riding BMX. Right, right, right. So if you got a bike with suspension, I mean, you had some badass racers riding the answer forks in the early 90s. I'm not gonna hate on these dudes for having, su- it, it's just BMX, I think... and I, I get mad that the mountain bike industry morphs everything into it's mountain biking, and it's just taking from our culture and yeah, taking I think that's from it. When it is. I'm like, dude, you guys are sick. Come ride with us. You're doing what we're doing. Let's all get together and make this big, but instead it's put a divide in and right. you have some of the most badass BMX dudes not making any money. And then you have dudes doing the same thing on this side, but since they have a twenty six or twenty four inch wheel with a locked out fork, yeah, it's a whole different gambit.
1: So it's interesting that you said that like they're taking from the cult, from our culture, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I watched this video about like the history of freeride yeah and so basically do you think freeride's different than dirt jumping though yes okay so but but to my point is that mountain biking and this and this is all evolving at the same time right like yeah. the, the bmx dudes coming over and like evolving that side and then and then the freeride dudes kind of evolved it on their own but they that's some like, dudes like, like jumping off the cliffs right, like, right. but 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 so when you said they are taking from the culture, like, I think is what happened was that mountain biking was so fucking gay at this time, it was, like, Hunt, well, that's not No Way Ray, and, like, <laughs> you know, like, just, like, it was just kooky dudes in the 90s that yeah. looked like kooks. Yeah. And so, when the BMX dudes came over, and then the freeride dudes were all, like, to my limited, super limited knowledge. We don't know,
0: like, we actually really don't know anything about mountain right. biking. Right, so guys. it was,
1: like, yeah. but it was, like, the, you know, BC dudes that were skiers and snowboarders, and so they just adapted that mindset to mountain yeah. bikes, which is free riding. So basically they were taking the ski culture which and is... adapting it to mountain bikes. And then the other side was BMX dudes or mountain bike dudes taking the BMX culture and at a whole at the same time they made mountain bikes kind of fucking cool. Yeah, I'm not I'm
0: even... I'm I'm literally, I don't even want to take away from how fun it is no, to a yeah. bike, but I just, I see a contest like Crankworks, you know, it's not like I'm going to be employed by Red Bull in the next year or so, like... <laughs> Or just something like that, and I'm like, and somebody'll be like, "Oh, that's a mountain bike contest." I'm like, "No, it's BMX. No, it's on a mountain." And I'm like, "I mean, whose fault is it? Is that our fault for for segregating them out?" of it? It, It's a little our fault, but I think it's I think their industry is taking advantage of it. Yeah, 100%. I think they they saw because the BMX industry is its own worst enemy, right? Hundred um, percent. But they saw they're like, "Oh, you guys want to be stubborn? We have a full marketing team over here." Yeah, and now. We have everybody paying so much money to ride a bike and do what you do, but they're paying three times as much money for it, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, which it just, made
0: it which in, – what's which in the uh, BMX side made it even fucking gayer. Yeah. Like, oh, you're making more money at like the easy route almost, <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I just, I just feel like where BMX is going – I mean, BMX is cr- crazy right now. Like, you look at the Feast contest, that's insane. You look at the Vans contest – that's insane. Yeah. You look at that Real X Game Street. It's insane. I would just like to see, hey, Cr- Red Bull, Cranks works. Just open that contest up to everybody. You know, doesn't matter if you're riding a BMX, if you're riding a bike that's meant to do tricks on, so technically a freestyle BMX bike, let them enter the contest. <laughs> I'm going to get some shit for this one. I don't think the
1: fucking top BMX dudes... Could ride those jumps now. Do you think they could ride? <laughs> do you
0: think they could ride them if they were groomed properly? Because that is one difference I feel like with dirt jump, mountain bike jumps, and BMX. You know, if, if you really want to break it up, is if, like you looked at Dreamline compared to maybe Cranks work, Crankworks. I feel like Dreamline jumps, they were enormous, but I feel like they probably were groomed better.
1: Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Dreamline, Dreamline was crazy. So I, I don't know if anybody knows this. So I was part of the dreamline build stuff. So I didn't help build the jumps, but I did all the wood stuff and I helped test the jumps with it with Nutter and Aloise and Maddie. But dreamline to me, like when we're when we were like in the build and building this stuff, we're like, dude, we're gonna like in in our mindset I'm like, we're gonna eliminate the jocks, you know like, the trail dudes are going to shine.
0: Yeah. You know? And like, Dreamers, These are like I mean, I was
1: real fucking jumps. They were enormous. That, that the fucking jocks have never seen. You yeah. You know? And so the mindset of that was like, we're building, we're, it's a trails contest. Like, dude, this is the contest that BF is going to win every one of. Yeah. You know? Like, that was basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our mindset. And then what we learned was that, you know, to, to I'll just say it personally. Like, my dismay was that, like, dudes like fucking Kyle Baldock. Or Pat Casey that don't necessarily ride real trails are fucking so goddamn good oh, Pat, that they Pat, kill that Pat shit. Pat like, Casey was nuts at those guys. Yeah, it was like mind-blowing. I'm like, this dude's never rode a fucking box... Pat like, Casey... He's
0: only rode a box jump at this Here's something <laughs> about Pat Casey. Pat Casey's an amazing bike rider. Yeah. He jumped that thing straight, and you're like, this kid is gonna die. Yeah. The next run through, he 360 it, and get the smoothest yeah. landing with the hardest pump out of it. It was like the fucking coolest
1: thing to meet. Like, because I'm, again, like, I'm a fucking hater by heart, like, I fucking hate the <laughs> jocks, you know, like, I used to go to those contests and just, like, fucking make a line of, like, if you're fucking serious, go up there, Yeah, you know, like, but, because, honestly, is like, I knew that I was at a contest, I was gonna get fucking last place, because I did three tricks, so, like, let the jocks be fucking win all the money, and I'm gonna be back here having fun. Well, nowadays, so, like,
0: nowadays you look at certain writers, there's writers that are kind of both, no, oh, totally. You yeah. know, you look at, like, and I'm, you know, you, the Dennis Anderson, he can do all that stuff, yeah. and he's still so styly, yeah. and he's still yeah. he still got hella street clout, right. you know? And I think, like, and I'll
1: only say this for me, like, I think there was a, a thing of my time period where it was, like, you had good style... Or you did crazy tricks. There wasn't, like, a mix of the two. For the most part. There was, but But, I I mean, there was obviously... There's, like, Taj.
0: Yeah. Taj was a dude that you could have said at that time Yeah, there was, like,
1: crazy crossovers, but, like... And I'm just going to speak, like, personally. Like, I didn't care about doing 360 tail Whips or backflips. Like, it just never was romantic in my eyes that I wanted to do that stuff. Like, I could appreciate it. Like, I rode with Baker every day. Like, I thought it was insane. Yeah. But, like, it was never, like, in my wheelhouse of, like, something that I, like, strive to do. Like, to me, it was, like, I want to ride because it feels awesome. And, like, nothing feels better than a turndown. All right. To me. I like turnouts. <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously, to me, I've done fucking 10 million of them.
0: So, of <laughs> course, it feels good. No. But... <laughs> do you... Don't, don't you think... Do you think it'd be cool if there was a contest where you're just like, let's just bring everybody up that's jumping bikes. Yes. And have a contest. It's like... I do. Hey, you have a gyro on your dirt jumper, which... To, it's yeah. like you're riding BMX. I'd be really interested to see,
1: like, if there was a... If, if BMX could figure out how to get some money to do something like Dreamline again, mm-hmm. it would be interesting to me to invite... The dudes like Semenuk and Reader, and you know, like the those those fucking big bike dudes. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if Semenuk could ride a twenty. Doesn't he ride BMX? Re- he does,
0: and he's fucking amazing. Yeah, like I mean, you he's look got at clips it in it, the Eddie's video. Yeah, he's got clips riding. I mean, you see him riding the Edn's right. video, and you're like, oh, you're riding BMX. Yeah, that's not mountain biking. But in mountain bike world, they're like, oh, fuck, it's crazy, and they, and they don't they, they they call it twenty. They don't call it BMX. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like so it's. But it's all BMX, and that's where all I'm right. just saying is like this weird divide. Like it's almost like taking over, like people call anything that has to do with dirt. It's just mountain biking now, right. and BMX is from the dirt, you know? Yeah, I mean they
1: should like those those Toyota Triple Challenges or something. They should
0: just invite those dudes to that and see what happens. Like I I would love to see it, you know. And I think it would be good for. I think it'd be healthy for the scene eventually. Yeah. Now I think there's going to be dudes that disagree, and I'd love to have conversations about it. But like. I think, I think that, like,
1: it's so... And, that's, and that shit's so weird. Is like, to me, there's, like, a whole separate side of the sport that is, like, contest dudes. Mm-hmm. And video dudes and then the dudes that just ride. Like, like we're basically talking about contests that are formulating our I mean, opinions but, on But here's the thing.
0: When you go to a skate park, when you go to trails, you see you dudes on DJs. you Right. I, I'm in Vancouver, BC all the time. You see a dude, he's hanging out with BMXers. He's just riding that bike. Right. You're, so can I stop calling you a mountain biker? Can I just call you a BMXer? So I'm just like, there's not some weird thing. Does it need need a label? Everybody needs a label for something, (laughs) right? I don't, I mean, that's a side comment. Yeah, enough enough with that. So, (laughs) Um, all right, I'm going to look through some of these things. You... So you probably let, let's 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 retouch Kink just for a second. So I mean we haven't even talked about any trips or you know teams, and I think I mean you're kind of on the legends team of Kink now. Um, <laughs> but you're probably the longest running member of Kink. Uh, Dirty Dan has been on longer than I have. Really?
1: Maybe. Really? He went on. So this is weird, because it goes back to, like, my, my talk, like, I didn't ever, like, there was never a conversation where, like, you're on fucking kink, Mm -hmm. you know, but I remember I had gotten some parts, and then I remember seeing Dirty on, like, a, not Road Fools, but, like, a Megator, like, one of the first Megators Dirty was on, and I was like, Um, oh, it's, like, another kid that's on kink,
0: but he was obviously younger than me, but, yeah, he was little then. But, yeah, he was, like, 13 or something, mm-hmm. 14, something crazy. Yeah, he was, like, the child... You were, like, this is a child prodigy
1: yeah. coming up. Right, so I was, like, holy fuck, Dirty's on the... You know, so, like, to me, if you went on a trip, you were on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's a good way to think about so it. You you so you live so far away from everybody. Else. Right. You <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> lived in fucking Arizona. They were in upstate New They are like, ah, Casey, we can not fly out. <laughs> right. But, like, to me, so that that's what makes me think that Dirty was on before me. Okay. And so Dirty is... You know, like even though through the like middle ground, I'll I'll call it like you know, like I mean, he's getting a part in cheap thrills. So maybe like you know, the jet lagged safety first. Mm-hmm. That the new era of kink, so to speak, after the that blood dirty after, after after the bludgeoning. <laughs> yeah, the the restructuring shed. <laughs> 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 we'll, <leave, laughs> we'll leave that one. up. <laughs> um... Yeah, so Dirty like had some physical problems in that time. But he was always He was amazing. Getting product from Kink and he was never not a part of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jay would I think it's Jay's favorite thing still to this day. Like we did a we did like an old guy Kink trip to Denver this summer. It was yeah. like
0: Did you guys make a video on that? No, video? we didn't. Oh. We literally did. Daryl yeah, left actually,
1: his camera at home. I was actually life. thinking that I was like I thought there'd be a video of this. <laughs> no, it was like it was it was the best thing ever. Like we all, it, not we all. But it was like me, Daryl, James Steele, Aaron. uh... James Steele's not even that old. <laughs> no, but like I Aaron Smith. But this is all like the same era, I know, I know. you know? Like Doyle couldn't make it because he he just had like the heart stuff happening, and and we were bummed. Um, you didn't
2: Sexton?
1: We stayed at Sexton's house. Tony couldn't make it because Tony Hamlin's a real man with a real job these days. Union worker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So he couldn't make it, but, like, the rest of us that could made it all went and stayed at Sean's, and we just rode bikes for fucking a week. That's Like We didn't film. We didn't shoot photos. We, like, just dicked around like we would on trips without the pressure of, like, Daryl pointing a fucking camera at our face. But No fun gun. No fun gun. But back to the story, is that, like, I remember we're we're trying to leave this skate park in Colorado, and Jay's like, "We got to go back to the skate park. I forgot something." And I'm like, "You, do you forget anything? Like, what do you mean we got to go back to the skate park? And we're trying to go somewhere else." And he's like, "No, there's like I got hit up on Instagram. There's like this kid that really wants to like say hi, and I like feel like we're we're across the street. You know, like we got to go say hi to this kid." And I'm like, "Okay, Jay, <laughs> you know, like." Let's go back, and so we go back, and then we see fucking Dirty right around the corner. You know, like Dirty just happened to be in Colorado at the time, like visiting friends. That's and so funny. Dirty shows up, and he's got like this fucking road bike helmet on. But, <laughs> but he did that like another trip, like five, seven, no, i only five years ago now, like seven years ago or something. Like Jay did the same thing. We're like, I think we're in Boston on a trip, and he said, "We got to go to the airport." What the fuck, what do you mean we got to go to the airport? I'm like everybody is here. What are we gonna go to the airport for? He's like, Oh we gotta pick up somebody. So we go to the airport and Dirty shows up. I'm like yeah. he flew Dirty in for like a couple days of the trip. Like Dirty was always involved, you know, yeah. like he's always been part of the family of Kink. And Jay and even with the new stuff, like everybody that's been involved with Kink is still part of the family. Yeah. You know, like so He's been on longer than me. Mm.
0: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> alright, alright, alright. <laughs> Um I'm just oh well we we should probably touch on this since i I'll probably get killed if we don't bring it up. um it kind of seems like in the last like i mean you've probably done it your whole life, but you're like super inefficient, you're like, i mean, you know, you know my thoughts on fishing, Casey, you love it, yeah <laughs> but uh no, it just seems like you're not just like fishing fishing, you're kind of like. You know you're involved in the fishing industry. I, I don't. I don't really know anything about fishing. Yeah,
1: I, so I mean, fill me in. I'll just answer because I know where you're going.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally don't know anything.
1: Fishing is the same fucking thing as BMX. Like, I started fishing, fly fishing, specifically what I do when I was seven. I started racing BMX when I was eight. So we can put them basically at the same timeline, right? Mm-hmm. So I just. Man, we could get so. When I was when I was eighteen, my dad passed away, and so that was my fishing buddy, right? Like I grew up fishing and riding dirt bikes with my dad. Yeah, he started racing with me. It's like he raced cruiser when I was racing BMX, like just because he was always around. He was like my best friend, and so when my dad passed away, I couldn't physically do everything that I wanted to do that I did with him. Yeah. So the BMX bike was really the only thing that I did on my own. Right. So all my fishing stuff, I sold my dirt bikes. I, you know, everything went away that I did with my dad to like, for me to like heal through that process. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I did from there on out was like my BMX bike was like my, my psychologist almost, you know, like I'd go ride the trails by myself and I like really learned who I was as a person through this process And a lot of that was my BMX bike and then, you know, getting on kink and starting to travel and all that stuff kind of morphed and, and it went from there. And so I didn't fish from when I was, you know, when my dad passed away when I was 18 until I was 25 and I went on a camping trip with, with Billy and another friend, Jess and We went to one of these lakes that I had gone to with my dad like hundreds of times as a kid, you know? And I was like, oh, I should go find my fishing stuff. Like that's, I used to go fishing there when I was a kid all the time. So I went back to my mom's house and like dug through the attic and found all the fly fishing stuff. And we went there and I like walked down to the lake and I'm like, wow, you brought back all these crazy memories. And I was like, "Well, this is cool. You know? I didn't think this was going to happen. And I was like, I don't even know if I know how to cast anymore, you know? Like I cast and I'm like, oh, I still know how to cast. And I caught a fish right away, and, like, from that cast and fish, it was, like, everything came back, you know? Like, I was, like, why the fuck have I not been doing this? Yeah. My entire, like, this whole gap of life, and then I, like, went through the rabbit hole of, like, I went to fucking New Zealand for two weeks. New Zealand, for people that don't fish, is, like, the best place on the planet to go fishing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's... It's like Woodward, but for fishing. It's okay. Like everything that you could ever want in a fishing spot is in New Zealand. And I was like, I went there for two weeks. And I remember like being on the rivers and being like, wow, this would be a good fishing hole." Like I see the run and I can see where the fish would live, but I didn't fish. Yeah. And so now I like look, look back on that, I'm like, dude, I blew it. And so kind of the organic thing that happened to me within bike riding of like, I just rode all the time. And then I had like something happened, like Ryan was like, kind of get me on and then like he got me on kink and then Baker got me hooked up with Etnes and Odyssey came around because of both of them basically and they need somebody to write a junior was. saddle. Right, they need someone to ride a junior saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't happen like that. We, we can go there next because I know that that's a story. <laughs> but but so yeah, so like all that stuff happened organically, right? Like I never I never was like, I should be a fucking pro bike rider. I never thought I was good in the first thing. And so it all just happened, and I wasn't dumb enough to, like, say no to any of this shit, right? Yeah, as you should... And so fly fishing was the same thing. It's like, I just was fishing all the time, and, like, I'm s- from BMX. I was, like, leaving BMX at this time. Not leaving, actively. Just, you, like, yeah. I just, like... Yeah. just, like, I My fucking wave hit the beach. It should have hit the beach 15 years ago, but, like, I somehow... I rode the longboard in, you know? <laughs> and so I just, you like... You didn't make it on kook status. Yeah, I didn't make it on kook <laughs> status, but I'm not good kook status, depending on who you ask. But it, like, ran its course, basically, you know? Like, I knew where I stood, and I remember having the conversation with Jay, like, I'll gladly step down if I'm, like, standing in someone's way. Yeah. And he's like, no, dude, like, no. Like, we'll we'll let you know if you're in the way, basically, you know? Yeah. And so... Fishing, I just started fishing all the time, and like, I went through a breakup, and it was like, fishing became my way to deal with shit, and then, from there, like, I was putting it on social media, just because that's what we did with bike riding stuff, mm-hmm. like, that was part of the bike riding job, was like, you needed to be active in social media to like, you know, that's part of the job, and it was like, the early stages of that, so it was like... So were you using a sidekick? Dude, that was after the sidekick. Okay. Missed the sidekick, though. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so so the fishing thing kind of happened organically in the same way as I got a Twitter message from a photographer, like, hey, I have a fly fishing question. And I was working at, like, a second-hand clothing store at the time that a buddy owned. And I kind of got random questions like that from BMX people all the time. Like, in and, and BMX kids at the time were weird. And I'm sure they're the same way as that you kind of had to filter the people of, like, Hey, send me free shit. Oh yeah. To genuine, like I have a question thing, you know. So I feel that it is like, yeah, what's your question? Because I didn't know he's a photographer, you know. I was like, yeah, what's your question? And if it was a real question, I was going to answer it. If it was a, hey, can I get some handlebars? I was going to delete it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being this photographer, Emiliano Granado, and he's like, hey, Mike, I have this client list, like to prove that he's legit. One of my clients is this brand Reddington. We're going to go do a fly fishing shoot on the Deschutes in Oregon for four days. My home, my, my, my your, native land. Your zone. And so he's like, do you want to come on this trip? You know? And I'm like, really? And so I was like, it was like being invited on my first kink trip almost. Yeah. You know? It was like, fuck yeah, I want to go fishing. And like, we floated the Deschutes. So it was like a four night camp trip. Floating through the canyon like Amazing. crazy, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yes, what do I got to do? He's like, I'll send you a plane ticket. I was like, Okay, <laughs> you know, oh, were you living there? I was living in Phoenix. Okay. And so it was just like a BMX trip, right? Like, I get the plane ticket, I get the itinerary, I show up at the Portland airport, a fucking white van picks me up. It's got like five other people in it. We drive out, and so instead of like going on tour and like filming a video, we floated down the Deschutes and shot photos just like we would on a BMX trip, just fishing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I come home and I was like tripping out about it. So I was like, that was really strangely weird of the same world it was that like I familiar, just weird. came out of. Right, yeah. Or not just came out of, but it's like the same world just with a different means, you know, like and so I was like but that was crazy I got fucking I got paid on that trip right so i oh, like wow. I got fucking paid to go on this trip it was even crazier I'm like that will never happen again I got paid to go fishing and so almost a whole year went by and then I get another email from someone that worked at Reddington like hey we got new product coming out can we fly you back to Oregon and we can go fish the McKenzie and we can shoot all the new product on the McKenzie's McKenzie
0: McKenzie's another great word and I was like
1: and again I was like fuck yeah <laughs> like Yes, I want to go fish the McKenzie. So I flew out to the McKenzie. There was a new brand manager for the company that just came over from Adidas. And so Reddington at the time didn't have like a ambassador or, you know, like a sponsor list or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, they were just a team, right? So they were just like a company that was doing stuff. And so I remember talking to Kirsten on the way to the McKenzie and she's like, so how did your stuff with BMX work, you know, like, like walk me through like the process. And I was like, well, this is how it worked for me. Like we got incentive based stuff where I got like, if we got a photo a magazine, we get some money and then we got like a travel budget and then we got a salary and, and we got signature product and it was kind of like this stepping stone thing of, of how we went through the world. And she's like, really? And she's like kind of thinking about it. And we start talking more and more about marketing stuff and like how the world works and, and in this conversation, I'm realizing that I had learned a way more about real world marketing stuff and business and and how all these companies work just from BMX than I ever knew, you know, like, and I'm like, just, just going from, because BMX is so hardcore, like you said, and ground roots and everything is budget based and, and we do everything with photographers that we know. And, And we know how to do things on the cheap, right? Yeah. So a bigger company from a bigger world, which fly fishing isn't a bigger world, it's really the same size as BMX, but they look at that like, oh like you know the loopholes basically, you know? Like and so we just kept this conversation going and and I was learning that I knew more about this stuff and she's like, Well do you wanna just start that with us? And I'm like, What do you mean? She's like, Well do you wanna just let's just figure that out how to do that with us? Like let's start a team basically. And and we'll do that with you. Like you, we'll send you product and we'll figure out trips or whatever you need to do to like promote the brand. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. And 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 I think that that world has had existed a little bit in the fly fishing world. Like there are some figureheads, like some pro quote unquote athletes in the fly fishing world, but it's not. It's it different than the really like bass fishing and stuff. Isn't yeah, that? it's mm-hmm. way different. It's like. For the soul. no, I don't know. It's, <laughs> but, it's like the street riding. Yeah, I don't, it's, know. I don't know either.
0: I don't. It's hard. I just, what it's I think of, I think of fishing really and BMX, you want to know my top three BMX fishermen? I like it. You ready? <laughs> yeah. You, Mike Kernike, and Dave Volker. Volker. <laughs> yeah. Those are the top three BMX. Pete f- Oh, Pete Augustine. I forgot Pete. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's in there too. I think he might be ahead of Volker on that. Uh, at least
1: on the bass fishing side, of some big boys. But yeah, so I mean that that all happened organically, and it, and it and I was kind of the the guinea pig with Reddington of like starting this, you know, like Reddington is a youth oriented company, and and I was like this crossover person that brought a set of mindset from BMX and and, yeah. and hopefully some people from a non endemic world over to fly fishing. Yeah, that came with me, and they were marketing towards like this sub. Uh, you know, not I mean, obviously traditional life. In our
0: questions, there's tons of people asking <laughs> right, about BLM right, right. stuff that are BMX. And I think
1: that's it's like a happy accident. I think that like everybody at once was kind of what I did is, in as a whole in our society, we're like realizing that being outside is fucking
0: cool. Yeah, Instagram's and, made that right. I mean, I mean, like if you Y'all look, really if you look at where I grew up in Central Oregon, yeah, we have like the Painted Hills, Smith Rock, yeah. all this stuff, literally minutes away from where I grew up. When I was little they were like, hey, we're taking a hey, you to go there. <laughs> if we're taking a field trip to the Painted Hills, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> or we are going to Smith Rock, you'd be like, why? It's just more rim rock. Rocks. It's- and I-, I was outside all the time. I love being outside, right. but you just didn't care. And now people will travel all over the world just yeah. to go to the Painted Hills, and you're like,
1: no, it's the same. You're like, like for me, like growing up in Arizona, like Arizona, like. I couldn't have dreamt of a better place to grow up for that instance. You know, like, Arizona is the most diverse landmass in the United States. It's it's thick, fir, coniferous forest all the way to sand, nothing, below zero lake beds. You know, yeah. like, everything in between, from feet of snow to it hasn't rained in years. You yeah. know, like, and so the landmasses in there are the same, but it's the same. Like, I remember with my dad, like... My dad would, like, get us out hiking and whatever, you know, just being outside. I remember being like, why do I want to go walk around in the desert?
2: You
0: know, like, why? We'd go camping down by the Steens, and I'd be like, why are we here? It's just (laughs) nothing, and there's mountains right there. We're not even great. But now you
1: look back, and you're like, damn, that stuff was cool. Except for the horse flies. They are big, and they suck, but... Yeah. and the mosquitoes and french going are brutal
0: um i feel let's go over one more thing you do junior seat, or you want to do oh uh junior seat will come up in this i think oh, okay. people ask junior okay, cool. seat. uh hey let's go over the badger bar cease and desist really quick <laughs> <laughs> uh i have those because you in have here. the signature handlebar called the badger bar yeah um, and you had an original sticker on it, so there's two different stickers for the Badger Bar. Oh, that's a good story. The, the second story, no one knows either, except for
1: Sebastian. Keep knew about it. Well, let's, can we have? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can we have both? So the first sticker was I was in art school, and so I got to design the sticker for it. And so I wanted it to be like this classic collegiate look of, and I always thought that like college logos were cool look like mm-hmm. good branding and so obviously the university of wisconsin has bucky the badger and i was like it's perfect i'm just gonna use fucking bucky the badger yeah i'm gonna turn him around you know so he's facing the other way and i'm gonna put a k on his sweater instead of a w done you yeah. know like done and so i got samples that had one sticker on them i don't even think like a whole run of stickers hadn't been made i think that to my knowledge The bars that I have, the gold, the original gold are my samples. Mm -hmm. With that, Bucky the Badger is the only Bucky the Badger sticker that exists. Zach might have burned or thrown the rest of them away. So to my knowledge, that's the only one. So what happened? So then an ad came out that I was was riding a pool, and an ad came out that had Bucky the Badger in the corner. The bars weren't even out yet. They were, I don't even think they were, I was still riding the prototypes. Yeah. And so, Zach got a cease and desist from collegiate licensing from University of Wisconsin. That fast? That fast. Like, just because somebody had seen the ad. And it was like a day or two after the ad came out. It was like world record speed. And it was funny because Ryan, when he rode for Kinky, had the Freebird, which was a fucking Firebird logo that was turned around. And like, there's been so many ripoffs that no one's got cease and desist from. Yeah. I think, didn't Van get one from Van Halen for mm-hmm. the Swing logo? Yeah. But Ryan's whole goal was to, like, get a cease and desist for something that he did with the Freebird, you know? Yeah. And it never happened. So I remember, like, I got that one. I'm like...
0: He wanted to frame that cease and desist? Yeah. and I'm like... Oh I got a frame <laughs> cease and desist from GT. Ooh, wood.
1: <laughs> B-dub, B-Dub sent a T? No, it was
0: B-Dub's <laughs> weren't there. B-Dub's <laughs> like, fuck you, Shay.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to remake another logo... And so at the time, there's this weird little movie called it, It's All Gone Pete Tong, and it's this mockumentary about a, like a Ibiza dance DJ that went deaf. I've seen and it. And he had like a cocaine addiction, and he was like trying to kick all this stuff, so part of the, and I don't know if you remember, the, the logo is this little badger that's wearing like a dress almost, with a shovel in his mm-hmm. hand. And so I was like, this is perfect. Like, the shovel, like, is an odd to, like, or is a nod to, like, the trail diggers. Like, so it's like a badger with a shovel. But real meaning behind that is that when Pete Tong in the movie was trying to kick cocaine, this giant badger came out and force fed him cocaine. With a shovel. With a shovel. And he's wearing a pink fucking tutu, you know? So, like, the only person that's ever
0: knew that was, was Bath. I knew that. Yeah. Nice. And because we watched the movie once when we lived together. Oh yeah, it's the so Coke Badger. Two. Yeah, the Coke Badger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're number two then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no one ever got that, which is funny because I like was hoping that someone would
0: like pick up on that Coke Badger thing, which would have been pretty funny. But okay, you want to do some of these Instagram questions? Yeah, we can do the grams. Did you get any on your certain thing that?
1: No, I try to direct them all to you. The only one that I got, on I did one on Facebook, was Dane Wilde said how many... He asked how many people are Laird's goatee on BMX board. Oh.
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. And I asked him if BMX board is even still a thing, but apparently it is. He's got a lot of nerve asking that. He does? You didn't get the joke, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad.
1: So, yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) to my knowledge that ryan and i shared laird's goatee on bmx board on bmx board i think a couple other people might have i mean the password was super easy that you you could have guessed it if you knew ryan or i Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah it was it was more of a it was fun to fuck with people at first when you know bmx board bmx board board popped off at the time it was popping off and there was like some like Pros that would dip in. And I had dip an account for two like, weeks. Me and Walter Parenter had an account, and they kicked us off. They did, yeah. But there was like you know there was there was some obvious like BMX board champions like fucking Kyle Stark was in there talking shit to everybody. DBZ was a champion wasn't DBZ it? DBZ was a champion. <laughs> Dane was a champion. I remember I fucking hated Kyle first because he was just a fucking internet. He to me, Kyle Stark was like the or the number one first place. I not know internet
0: who internet shit talker. Do I know who that is? Um, I don't know. No, no, if you're the first internet BMXer, that's well, <laughs> pretty good. Okay. Um, some of these I'll skip. Some I'll go through. Of course, I'm gonna just ask you one from Ken Maganali. Uh, how, I'm sure a lot of people. What What's the secret to a good X up? <laughs> or he says, since it's by BMX, a cross up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baker loves this story.
1: So I did X-ups pretty normal, as in, like, stay straight, do the X-up. Yeah. And then when I was 15, I broke my wrist, and I, I lost a bunch of movement in my wrist. And so X-ups at the time was, like, one of the only tricks that I could do. So I figured out that without hurting my wrist, I could move my bike to the side, mm-hmm. and it would, like, the X-ups just went farther. Yeah. You know? So that was, like... It just it, it happened by, by, an accident really. Okay. You know, that's
0: the only secret. Uh. You watch a lot of Christopher. Christopher, yeah. <laughs> uh. Somebody's. No, I don't think we're gonna answer the fantasy football one. There's a fantasy football one. You want to answer the fantasy football question? We're I mean, not the champion. Tyler Crying says your, <laughs> oh, your favorite fantasy football memory from the last five years oh, minus Jesus. minus you winning. <laughs> Uh, fantasy football.
1: So my group of friends really just needed another reason to talk shit to each other. We started a fantasy football league. I think my favorite memory is just fucking talking shit to everybody with a reason that none of us cared about, which was football. Yeah, and now we all care about football. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's all right. I you mean, so- I won like a thousand bucks one year. It was, oh, that's they good. Paid rent. It was all
0: awesome. good. So uh, was- Magnum Force BMX. Wants to know why did people used to call you the laziest writer in BMX? I didn't even, <laughs> did people call you that? No, just fucking Adam22 called me
1: that. Piece of no. shit. Uh, I don't know. That dude sucks. He was mad because... Adam was? Yeah. Oh, fucking... Because I think I had a video part come out that he wasn't impressed with, which I probably wasn't impressed with either. And he also likes to talk shit, so that's where it came from. Wow. I never really...
0: If you were a mumble rapper...
1: I should have been a mumble rapper. Really. I should have got fake Rob, maybe.
0: Oh, the fake... Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I
2: don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, at the same time to, like...
1: It goes back to, like, I didn't care about doing a bunch of tricks. I was also a full-time
0: college student with a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're really that lazy.
2: Yeah,
0: huh. uh, should have learned more tricks, I guess. Well, you probably saw more than Adam. It could have made the internet happy. You, yeah. I mean, a double. you got more than just a double peg off over it. <laughs> Um, CV Josh wants to know what's your favorite uh, Ryan Schur story and what's the best part about moving from the terrible he- what uh, let's just do the Ryan two-parter? one we can do two parts let's just stick with the favorite Ryan one favorite Ryan story holy shit um, when he jumped out of the apartment and almost broke his back <laughs> <laughs> pretty good
1: um, god there's so many stories that I don't know how I want to like I'll just, <laughs> so, <laughs> PG-13, Ryan's story, or, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we both don't, Ryan, <laughs> not non-PG-13, I think it would be funny, um, Amelia, if you're listening, sorry, so, Ryan met this girl at this bar, and he was like, Chopsticks? No, it was at hungry tiger. Oh shit! Okay. She had a fucking Nintendo controller tattoo on her. Uh huh. And so Ryan was just like, "That's my fucking dream girl, Nintendo controller." <laughs> you know, okay. like. And Ryan's just that person, like, that's that's it. That's yeah. the one that I want. And so he like ends up taking her home, and we lived in the basement at the Hot Moves house. And we had this little like three foot partition wall between my room and his room. Mm-hmm. And I remember like you could hear them making out, and I remember like I would always try to like duck under the covers oh, or something I've, you know like, I've lived in the house all of a sudden I hear him go what the fuck your hair just came off what and he like grabbed her hair like he was gonna fucking grab her hair and she was wearing a wig like just fucking ripped <laughs> 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 and I remember and she's like ah, 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 and he like just bolted out of the house you know what <laughs> <laughs> and I was like and he was like so but she didn't leave she just, like, stayed upstairs, right? And he's like... That's worse, because all the dudes are probably just staring at her. Right. And so she, he's, like... And, and we were, like,
2: I think this fucking
1: chick's homeless, you know? Like, she wouldn't leave, but she was, like, super embarrassed, because he, like, took the fucking wig off. And he was, like, what do I do right now? Like, I gotta get this chick out of here. He's, like, I don't fucking want her here. Now he's like
0: in his head. He's like, she's gonna
1: fucking steal all our shit, dude. We gotta stay up.
0: Like, <laughs> like we had shit to steal in that house. There know? was, lab- there was laptops. There was laptops. There was laptops.
1: But that was the fucking. Oh my! Like, I remember like, like trying not to laugh super hard because it was awkward. Like they were like trying to have sex or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're making out and the fucking wig came
0: out. Hey, when I lived on the the couch upstairs. He had about a crack in his door that was like six <laughs> inches that the cat could go under, and you could hear everything. Uh, okay, um, and then uh, CV Josh wants to know what's the best part of moving from uh, the terrible heat to perpetual rain. Let's let everybody know that it never stops raining in Oregon. We're just gonna keep everybody with that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's just it's raining right now. Definitely sucks. It's like <laughs> forty degrees. <laughs>
1: California, it sucks here, don't... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh... Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to live in 70-degree weather, and I had to pick a side, so... The fishing's a lot better here. Is it? Yeah,
0: I think so. I mean, I've went fishing here, but I, that was, like, when I was, like, nine.
1: There's a lot more fucking people that fish here, though. That sucks.
0: Um... Okay, let's roll down. Um... Uh. These Bastion Gray wants to know, what was the hardest trick for you to learn and why? And we kind of covered on what well, got you stoked on fishing already. So what's the hardest trick for you to learn? I can mm. probably guess. I can guess. What's your guess? Tail whip. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fucking trick.
0: I, dude, I've landed two and I broke my ankle <laughs> the next day and I've never done one since.
1: <laughs> the fucking trick? Tail whip was weird. It was lonely, the only one of the tricks that I like... Thought that I needed to learn. It's fucking cool. It is fucking cool, and like people like Taj make them look. Especially you hold it awesome. if you
0: grew, if you grew up riding in the eighties and nineties, yeah. it's even cooler. That was like the pedestal. Like if you could fucking tail whip. Yeah, nowadays it's like learning yeah. next right. up. But <laughs> when you grow up riding in the eighties and nineties, yeah. it's like if you can tail whip. And I remember Baker could fucking tail whip what, anything that he wanted. And I
1: rode with Baker every day, and I'm like, I just don't understand how it's that easy. And he's like it's seriously that easy you kick your bike and it comes back. it has to come back around bullshit and i'm like no it doesn't I've tried. i have tried it it stops backwards and i fucking die <laughs> and then i don't, yeah we thankfully chandler built the best flyout on the planet with a landing and oh yeah and and remember frank parks and i learned them on christmas day at the same time and then my whole goal was that i just i wanted to tail up a dirt jump and then i could be done
0: i I, I don't even want to talk about tail ups. take this
3: out like, uh, that was like when he posted it it was like the first time I saw like a tri- trick he did and I was like holy shit he actually
0: does cool tricks oh, <laughs> I'm not,
3: Jesus, Kayla I'm not taking that him. out <laughs> I literally saw that photo and I wasn't with him that day and I was like whoa like, since which, when did you get good
0: so <laughs> everybody knows that, that was Casey's fiance and the first time she saw a picture of him doing a tail whip she was amazed he did a trick <laughs> Kayla didn't even know that I rode bikes for the first time. I did. I thought it was
3: because of fishing. And then then Frank Parks was like, because we did long distance, I'm so sorry. No, it doesn't
0: matter. We're just talking. You can (laughs) talk louder hours so they can hear you. So
3: I met him through Tai Tai Crying. Uh huh. He's my best friend from Minnesota. And so, anyways, long story short, Frank Parks was living with Casey, and Casey was working when I went to visit him long distance. And we're sitting in the backyard, and I didn't have a car, and I'm just in Arizona, never been there before. And I'm just like, holy well, shit, it's 100 degrees warmer than it is where I'm, I'm from right now. And Frank is like, what are you gonna do today, blah, blah, I was like, nothing. He's like, so how'd you meet Casey? And I was like, oh, through fishing. He's like, fishing. He's like, you know that he like rides BMX, right? He's like, and he like was geeking out on Casey, like, I can't even believe I live with him. And he was, like, pulling him up on the internet, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like this? <laughs> I was like, I was kind of freaked out a little bit because he was like fanboying Casey. Sorry, Frank, but um it was—I mean, it was cute looking back. But it was—I had no idea he rode bikes or anything. I mean, I knew he had a little kid's bike, but that's all I bu- but knew. No.
1: <laughs> oh, the little kid! Just Just kidding. I'm just kidding. The I'm, I just saw Shad's brain melt. No, I um, It's fine. I just said <laughs> shit to him. So, Um, for the record, Chad hates when they're called little kids. I hate it when they're called little kids. You're the one
3: who taught me that. Yeah,
1: I call it that all the time.
0: I hate it. It's like my Portland passive aggressive. I hate it. (laughs) Okay, um, Rubio rides. Oh, he's got. uh, We'll do these two questions. I don't really care. Uh, Rubio rides BMX wants to know the best trails you've ever ridden.
1: (laughs) Mm. So lame. So
0: lame trails. Minersville. Both of them. Minor they're, they're different, different, but they're both the best that I've ever written. And then he wants to know. Actually, who, fuck that. Last year, Dreamline. That was those were those were sick. That was the best that I've ever written. Okay, um, and he wants to know who you think has uh, the best x ups. Who
1: I think has the best x ups?
0: Yeah. Currently. I guess ever <laughs> ever ever. Fuck. Those are those conversations you could bring it up and, like, have, like, a two-hour conversation. I don't know. This is, like, the the dig best tabletop thing. Like, it's a fucking impossible answer. It's not. It's just Vic Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really easy. Um,
1: well, well, so, Christopher is why I wanted to learn X-Ups. Okay. Is why I want to learn tables and X-Ups. Mm-hmm. So, he'll always stand out of having the best X-Ups, but... I think from there, um,
0: you know, Jaegle mm. does. Yeagle sick. Fucking good accent. Uh, okay, we got two from Ditch Frank. Nice. Aww, that's, What's up, Frank? That's he nice. says, your favorite overseas trip? Because he obviously, if you know him, he's overseas right now. He is in Greece, he's just fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: my favorite overseas trip was New Zealand, Australia, kink
0: trip. What year was that? 2008. Nice. Okay. 2010. I okay. And I answer. don't know what this means, but maybe we'll get some funny out. Do you think the cucumber tasted better, pickle? <laughs> no, I like cucumbers, not pickles. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Bauer wants to know if you had to commute to work in Los Angeles, <laughs> what would be your mode of transportation?
1: <laughs> so I had an internship at Odyssey, and Bauer was my boss, and I lived with Bauer and Sharon. Thank you. We. Had to drive from Culver City to Cerritos, where Odyssey was every day. Yeah. And so we got stuck in traffic a lot, and we tried to figure out better ways to do it. And so we came up with this plan that we were going to film a video where we rode jet skis in the LA River system, canal system, to Cerritos. Would that be deep enough for a jet ski? A jet ski can go in, like, four to six inches of water.
2: Okay. Not, when so I'm that on, was our, not really
1: what I'm on it. That was our plan, and i fucking so bummed we never did that. Paul and I still have a thing I, I think I just have this underlying obsession with jet skis you should just they're amazing one. jet skis right. Because I have all these plans Like in the fishing world. You want that, one for fishing? Yeah, I want a jet ski that I can put oar locks on and run up a river because there's no rules on most of the rivers. You
0: get a jet ski, <laughs> and you're the ha- if you're on a jet ski, you're the happiest person right. on the face of the planet right then.
1: And then Paul and I have talked about doing a jet ski Columbia River trip where you put a bike rack on it. And you I'm in. I'm, in. I'm in. Astoria. I'm in. <laughs> so I'm, in. Like, I'm in. You can <laughs> hit all the skate parks, Oregon City, wow. just from the jet
0: ski and a bike rack. Let's do it. You fucking I is. want to do that.
1: Oh. S- <laughs> that would be I think it would be one of those things, though, is that we would like ride the jet ski to the skate park and we'd get to the skate park and be like,
3: eh, but you eh, I'm going to go back on the jet and... ski. bet <laughs> you can get PitBite for
0: the sponsor. It. Oh, yeah, pit <laughs> Uh, Evan Ban Nick 616 wants to know the best Grotto Trails moment. I don't Was anything crazy going on when you were out there? No, the only...
1: The only best grotto-related story I have is we were riding Burnside one morning and... Uh, oh, fuck. Now I'm going to space his name. What's the crazy guy? Jason? No. God damn it. Hanson? Hanson. Well, Jason's just reeling. Oh, okay, yeah. So we're leaving Burnside one morning and Hanson's, like, coming at us with the fucking crazy eyes, you know, like, in the parking lot. And he's, like, running after us like he's going to fight us. We're not really sure. And he's yelling at us and he fucking... And he's, like, chasing us out of the skate park, basically. And he runs into a parked car, you know? Like, Foley just fucking hits the parked car, falls backwards, gets up. And I'm like, oh, now he's really going to kill us, (laughs) you know? like. And then he's like, go dig at the fucking grotto! Like, yelling at us to dig at the grotto when I had literally just redid every jump in the line like the yeah. week before and I'm like well you obviously haven't even been to the fucking ground <laughs> I'm like
0: um do, 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 do. jd3 wants to know if you could go back 30 years and fish or ride with your current skill set which one would you pick Jesus um I would love to say
1: fishing, but I don't think that thirty years is long enough. I think that we've yeah. fucked up it fish populations to back like before yeah. nineteen thirty or something. Right? Yeah, we've yeah. we've ruined fish populations since the thirties. I think, and I don't even. I fish, think, they're but I think
0: <laughs> honestly, from when I was a little kid growing oh, up in here, the country, oh, yeah. uh, just when I go out to where I used to live, I used to see way more fish in the creeks and rivers. Yeah, um, and I I don't. See them. I don't see lots of animals that I saw. No, you know? steelhead are almost extinct. Wow. See, <laughs> yeah, my parents were. That's salmon, right? It's a no, it's rainbow trap. Okay, I don't.
3: They go to the
0: ocean. Yeah. So okay, I don't know anything about fishing. <laughs> I just yeah. know my parents all fished. Yeah. And they were kind of disappointed. I never wanted to fish. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I would say. I mean, BMX,
1: But but it's weird because I don't really.
0: Thirty years for a dude our age, it's like you're almost. Like to me, I'm like I've ridden longer than thirty years. Yeah, I haven't ridden. Longer but, with well, I've ridden well, but with your skill Does set. But with your skill set. Like if I was, if I was,
1: if I was eighteen, thirty years before I was eighteen. Oh, you is that the yeah? Is that I, the move? But that might then been. I would have been like I don't. I still don't think that I would have been like like those but, dudes like blither like were, we're still way better than I would have been. It's, like,
0: you know, like dudes like, and BMX have been really right? good. <laughs> that's, that's so thinking, years, right. So thirty years, you're eighteen in two thousand. Right. So you go. Uh, that would put you at 80, so you would have been better, but about 84 is where you, you know, dudes doing 9. Yeah, I still up. would
1: have been a fucking mediocre pro
0: I mean, you'd have been going to a pipeline contest, and <laughs> Dominguez would have been like 14. no so fucking, yeah, Dominguez
1: would have been 14, would have been airing 8 feet, I would have been getting the coping. Out now. of like some 15 <laughs> foot bowl. I would have been like, oh,
0: that's fine. The carves below the coping. That's <laughs> like sometimes people don't understand at BMX. It's like, you know, those dudes back then We're fucked. <laughs> we're insane. Yeah. Like.
1: Uh, and and uh, to add to that like I don't think I would change when I was because bike riding wasn't about like being good to me it was like about all the friends. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to
0: change my friend upbringing and, yeah. and who I got yes. to hang out with. And you wouldn't want to have forks with <laughs> without a one piece machine steer tube. No, I would have fucking died. I, yeah. I remember brick head tubes off of bikes when they were good. Well, so the forks when they what crown when they what <laughs> uh Kyle Harris from Southern Oregon w- wants to know if you have a folder with all your magazine photos in it. No. He only has the one
3: magazine you gave him. That's it.
1: Just the magazine I gave you the yeah. other day? Yeah, I think I've got one magazine that he gave I think I probably have more yeah, down you there. You can come to the shop and find more. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have, like, a, the Sandy Dig cover that I wasn't even writing because I thought you I was you have that? Because have a few. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. Gary Young wants to know, have any jocks ever beat you in Dragon Punch? <laughs> uh, Hold on, explain what Dragon Punch is first.
1: Dragon Punch is... So we used to go to this super college bar in Tempe called The Vine, because it had dollar it's on Wednesday night. And so like any good college bar, it has this punching bag video game, yeah. where you punch a punching bag, and it tells you how hard you hit it. And for whatever reason, I was really fucking good at this game, and I love. Still love talking shit and it's like fun for me to piss people off. And so all of the fucking jocks would go to this bar and like like ASU football players and I would like wait for them to fucking punch the bag and then I'd go up right behind them and just annihilate their score, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they and I was like and at the time I was wearing like fucking girls' jeans, I had like dyed black hair, like I Your little sailor cat Yeah, I was like I to them I was like the fucking I was just the the person that should not be able to punch anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I remember like and every time they would like I remember one dude like put a hundred dollars in the fucking thing, and he just got all this change and he just kept trying to beat the score. And he finally beat it and I go up, put a dollar, beat his score, go sit back down. <laughs> and it was like he comes back up and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna let's go in the parking lot, I'll knock you out right now, and I'm like I mean, I know you could whoop my ass, but apparently I can punch harder than you. (laughs) You know, like, just poking. Fudger was really good at that game, too. I think it was a tall, skinny kid thing Mm -hmm. that made us good at that. Because Fudger and I... And we have more than one story of, like, people wanting to fight us. Well, you're with Fudger.
0: People always want to fight Fudger.
1: Right. And people (laughs) at that time period would mistake Fudger and I for each other. And so, there's been a couple stories where, like, I left and... Fudger came in and I just pissed someone off, and they tried to fight Fudger and vice versa. And so Dragon Punch was the root of a couple of those stories. We're broke
2: your hand.
1: Oh yeah, I also broke my hand playing that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of those dollar you call it nights. I had the, you know, thought that instead of punching the bag, I could just punch the sensor and score all the points. And you broke your hand. I broke the fuck in my hand. Had to have surgery did you lie to your mom? Yeah, I, I lied to my mom. Sorry, Mom. I don't think you listen to this, but I told her that I, I crashed on a curve wall ride and punched the wall, which
0: is a thing. you mess your knuckles have. like that one? <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh. But uh, yeah. It
3: doesn't
0: count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla already kind of answered her question. by. Uh, she, yeah. She, we kind of went over that, your question already. Oh. She didn't know you didn't know you were dating a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Where's all that money,
3: that pro Let's money? Let's define
0: pro money. <laughs> yeah. We already went over that. It's called a dirt jumper. <laughs> yeah. That's the pro. <laughs> all right.
3: I'm curious if you were to sell all of the free fishing stuff you ever got, or all the free bike stuff, would the bike stuff still be worth more than fishing Hold on, on, on,
0: on, hold on, <laughs> a- and ask that again. Question. Question.
3: It's a kind of interesting question. If you were to sell all of the free fishing stuff that you've gotten being sponsored or all of the free bike stuff, would the bike stuff still be worth more than the fly fishing stuff, do you think?
1: As a whole? Everything. Or as, oh, everything that I've ever gotten from each side?
3: I don't know. That's a lot. Because I, I rode bikes longer. longer. So right. doesn't make it equivalent. So try to make it somewhat at least a base equivalent. Obviously, currently, fishing would be more. I know that. But yeah.
1: yeah. I, think, I think that's the difference is that, like, I got, basically, I got one bike a year because I wasn't the person that asked for a bunch of stuff. You weren't with fishing either. (laughs) But fishing stuff, you, I, you don't need more, but we need more. Mm -hmm. Like, I needed one bike. We need, or I need five fly rods. You know, like, so I think, I think it's pretty even though, because five, or actually, no, no, fishing stuff is worth more than bike riding stuff. Yeah. Because a rod setup like. Broad real line is a thousand dollars, which is about like what a. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's yeah,
2: about like your a hundred yeah. dollars.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, rambletamble sixty nine wants to know how long you rode for in two thousand three with a cast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, just two thousand three? Probably the whole year. I don't know. I had this bad luck streak of I broke my wrist a lot. And then I broke my ankle a lot, <laughs> I don't so know. the wrist the wrist cast was. I think I was in a bunch of videos with a cast, like some props, and I wrote a, a few contests with a cast. And I broke my scaphoid, so if anyone knows what the scaphoid is, it's the hardest bone to I was, heal. That was a navicular, or is that one it's right? It's the same bone. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the one. Okay. So it's it gets its blood supply backwards, is what I've been told. So it gets like deoxygenated or blood, yeah. right? And it's the corner of your all your wrist bones that holds all your wrist bones together. I broke it in half, and so I rode with a cast on because I didn't know how to do anything other than ride a BMX bike. And so I went fucking batshit crazy. My dad was like, "Just go ride your bike," <laughs> you know, like yeah. So it just never healed. So I rode with the cast for. I've heard of people having to get those year. cut out and have plastic ones right? put in, it yeah. so okay. yeah. DMC's fused his wrists because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boyd want to know best basement crew story, which was kind of Ryan pulling the wig off of the girl. I mean, maybe <laughs> there's so many.
1: There's yeah. so many stories. My, I'll say my best basement crew story that relates to Boyd is that when Sam came to town, him and Jess bought me a flashlight because the basement had like no lights in it for a while, mm-hmm. and so. Boyd dated this girl for almost the whole summer one time, but every time that he would like start to have like get her naked, I would turn the flashlight on just to fuck with her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not that I was like trying to, because we lived like I could see them, but I would like hear like when she like, because you fucking hear anything, you know? So I could like hear when she was like taking clothes off. So I'd just turn it on, she'd get super embarrassed.
0: So that was my fun, it was just fucking with Boyd. That was my best. I just remember I had a dresser downstairs. You to had to go down there and use your dresser. I just had one, a dresser and the couch upstairs, and I'd go down. Sometimes I'd go downstairs, and like a random girl from somebody would still be there, but they went to work, and I'd be like in my underwear, and I'd be like,
2: <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, there's and, someone here. And to add to this,
1: this is when, so this is the time period when American Apparel was super cool, and everyone had American Apparel stuff. Shad had the purple American Apparel fucking whitey tighties. And we had a white leather couch, and you would—you could hear him get off the couch in
0: the morning. It was like—it was middle of summer. <laughs> it be like ninety degrees. <laughs> That's why I need leather couches. Yeah. Like,
2: no. no, I'd be stuck mm-hmm. to it.
0: I think this is good. This is get get good because it relates up. to old
1: kink stories. Like Rob Tibbs and Puck came in town one time, and Tibbs had this thing where he'd get drunk and he'd pee in closets, like oh my cause he God, just why thought it was—he just thought it was the bathroom. I don't know. So he went into Ryan's room, which was close to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. you know, like right next to the bathroom, and he pissed in the closet, which coincidentally was right above my bed. Oh, no. And so I wake up in the morning and there's like a fucking, luckily it wasn't on my bed, but it was a huge puddle next to my bed. And so I wake up like, "Did did did I piss down here? And I go upstairs and Tibbs is like, in the closet, like you could see him, like wiping stuff, and I'm like, What happened? He's like, Dude, I fucking pissed in the closet. Like, <laughs> Motherfucker. And I like walk downstairs, I'm like, That's your fucking, you almost pissed on me.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, Adam Baker wants to know, he wants you to compare or contrast art fishing and BMX together. come on baker
1: with the smart guy questions that's a big question (laughs) um they're all we'll just go super he's this is not the answer that he's gonna want to hear but they're all creative outlets
2: (laughs) (laughs) honestly
1: you you get to me i get it's a mindset thing right like you get put in a mindset to go ride or you're by yourself or or you did writing to me is so much different than it used to be like now writing is like a social thing like i go to have deck time. fun and dick around with my friends and talk about we're used to coulds.
2: Not dick time,
1: deck time! You're sitting on the deck, not dick time! But art's like you get in a mind space to create art.
2: Yeah.
1: I like dick time too. Fishing's the same, it's all shit that you can do by yourself, and, it, and it's like peace of mind,
0: re life settling things. Sorry, Baker, if you really want to know, we've already talked about it. James Camp wants to know why you left Arizona, but we kind of covered that, I, I feel like. Me. James, why'd you leave Canada? <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, why'd you leave Canada, James? He <laughs> barely left Canada. <laughs> Moving from to Bellingham, leaving Canada? Yeah. Uh, I rode today, which is the Hallihans. Yeah. They want to, uh, said they got stoked on fishing... Should we learn to fly fly fish now or wait till we're older? Yeah.
1: that's a good question. Uh, you should totally do it now. <laughs> it's Kayla's interview. <laughs> Kayla says you should do it now. I think that they're already like in the mindset of doing things the hardest way. So this is what fly fishing is. Fly fishing is you take a sport that's already kind of hard and you're you're leaving it up to the fish ultimately for success, mm-hmm. and you're doing it in a way that makes that even harder. And so, like, they're already in the mindset of, like, we're building trails to make our fun. So they're already in the mindset of doing things the hard way. Yeah. I think they'd be great fly fishermen.
0: All right, start fly fishing. (laughs) I learned when I was seven, so you Big Hallahan fans over here. I love those kids. Yeah, they're (laughs) they're dope. Uh, Johnny Filth wants to know what your, uh... There's a bunch... Uh... (laughs) I'm going to skip some of these double questions so we're just going to hit singles because there's a lot. But what's your uh, favorite BMX video of all time, past or present? Original Anthem. Favorite video part? Stoffer. Stoffer. I don't even know if that
1: one played anymore on my tape that I had. I did have a bootleg with Anthem 1201. Something else on there that I never got.
0: Pirate Kurt, one of the homies from up in Washington. He 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 fishes too. (laughs) Uh, He wants to know... BMX board too. BMA definitely. Uh he wants to know your thoughts on the YMC hip in Vegas.
2: It's
0: in
1: the top five best hips Top five. percent It might it's top three. Beats talent hip? Beats talent hip. Really? Yeah. Mm. Landing's steep enough.
2: Mm. Talent hip
1: landing's kinda mellow.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Kidnapped, that's a interesting name. Uh, <laughs> wants to know if there's any good stories about Dirty Dan being a buyable item from Empire. Might as the Empire guys yeah. that one. I think that was just a joke, but I don't know. Didn't somebody buy Aaron Ross on there? Yeah. And he went to their house?
2: Yeah.
0: Alright. Tom Tom likes to fuck with people. That's probably he the real interest. Uh okay, here we go. Tell us about the Odyssey Jr. saddle. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Seb Scott wants to know about the Odyssey Jr. saddle. The Odyssey Jr. saddle. I...
1: <laughs> so, I wasn't even on Odyssey. I was just riding for kink. I went to the bike shop. I kept getting stabbed in the back of my calf with seats doing turndowns. And so mm-hmm. I was looking for a small Can I guess what seat you had? Can I guess?
0: <laughs> you had a cheaty drop nose. That's the king of stabbing <laughs> you in the leg. Now, people yes. will get pissed at me about me saying that. Yeah. That motherfucker will kill you. Yeah, that seat was cool, though. Looks cool. It'll kill you if you don't <laughs> do it. Tur- and if you don't do it turn out properly, yeah. you will suffer. And
1: so I went to Gordy's, which is the bike shop in Phoenix that everyone went to, and they had, like, a, a bin of cheap seats. And yeah. it was full of junior saddles, right? And I was like, dude, this is the perfect seat. It's small, it's out of the way, it's whatever, and so I put it on my bike, nope. and I rode it from there, and then I got on Odyssey, and Bauer was like, I'll give you every fucking junior saddle ever, because no one rides these things. Now, the junior was the padded one, the senior was the plastic, right? No, junior, junior was the smallest, senior was like the step between a regular seat and the, and the junior. No, the
0: only difference was one was padded and one was plastic. They both had pads. No. Okay. I think. No. Hmm. <laughs> You're wrong. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Bike shop guy over here. <laughs> Bike shop guy. But
1: yeah, so that was cool. And then I think like Levan put one on, and and then I think you know they, they kind of it definitely kind of caught on. Yeah, minute, due to riding point. them. Yeah. Um. I had a really ugly signature one. The Mexican blanket? No, that.
3: This one.
1: No, <laughs> the uh. The, the original one was seafoam green and Why orange. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Seafoam was hot. Seafoam was hot. was on the trash. Um, I just had to hide him from it, maybe. Mm. <laughs>
3: Uh.
0: Tony Phantom Legs wants to know what it feels like to slay the trout and click the turn up. Turn down. So I'm assuming. <laughs> he's asking for a friend. I mean, we can't. Eh, what's it like? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Lots of people commenting on the photo of you airing at our old, that being Spencer's old apartment. Oh, oh we just walked year? by that apartment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know Spencer says he's going to have to jam this year. You have to make the quarter pipe taller because the stairs got bigger. The stairs are bigger. I know, I'm going to be out of town too. Damn it. Um, Yeah, I think we ran through all the questions. Do um, you feel like we're missing anything? Anything we need to touch on? No. I think that was three hours of. It we're two nineteen. <laughs> it goes fast. Anybody you want to thank or anything? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd like to thank my mom, my dad
1: mm-hmm. for letting me do this shit my whole life, and Kink and Odyssey and Annie's and every Ryan Adam. Okay, everyone that we've talked about because let's be real, I wasn't the best bike rider, but thank God I made friends with you guys. Not, <laughs> not me, i wasn't
0: I mean, I'm just hanging out. All right. right, Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, see ya. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, If this podcast still hasn't filled your BMX fix, head over to number wfreestylehistorycom and grab yourself a second edition of the Wall-to-Wall Freestyle book. Um, I've had a couple podcasts where we talked to Dom Phipps, uh, the man who's put together this awesome, amazing piece of BMX history. Um, this book is... N- I wouldn't miss out on it. So, you know, if you're a BMX nerd like me and you're always looking for something to fill that time, Head over there, support the project, get yourself a book. Um, I picked up a copy the other day and was looking at it, to be honest. My arm got sore. It's really heavy. So go check it out, and uh, I'll see you guys next time.